Are you ready, kids? That's that's a perfect example of our podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Tumblr with T and K. That's it. Uh, Alright, so uh, this is surpassing our previous podcast of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 1 and 2 with some of my favorite MCU films. Avengers, Age of Ultron, and Captain America Civil War. And preface, we did um, kind of go out of order, but uh, fuck it. <laughs> I mean, there was a reason for that, but sure, just fuck it. I mean, up. like, am I wrong? I'm going to let my coffee cool down. No, you're not wrong. All right, so, Chris, you had seen uh, Captain America, Age of, or Civil War, and Avengers Age of Ultron before, correct? Let's see. All right. Wait, what was the question? Sorry, guys. Amazing. I love it. You have seen these films before, correct? Or was last night your first time seeing Oh, no. Yeah, it was like my third viewing. Really? Okay, th- I'm actually a little, a little surprised. Sure. I'm not going to Well, how did you like your... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, oh, they no. got the, the red shirt and everything. Oh, yeah. No, Sidran Mundet shirt. Sorry, head on. to see Oh, no. <laughs> I'm not doing that right now. Do it. All right, no. So, um, do what was, what was uh, like getting your little uh, info session last night with Camilla hmm. and I? How, how, how was that? Okay. Let me just, for the record. Just just from the previous podcast, if um, someone out there has um, been, gone through all of them, um, you're, you're a trooper. Uh, I'll give you that I'm one. You're, on you're a trooper. It's, this is the seventh installment. That's seven hours of your life. Just gone. <laughs> you know? <Are> you <laughs> Nowhere to be found. But um, as you can tell, if you've listened to the previous, or even if you've listened to the past one or two, Thomas is a Marvel fanatic. And, you know, he's... Just, just take... Just take... Okay. Just from last night's viewing, he takes the movies and just takes a scalpel and just dissects it. Just cuts out little pieces like, oh, did you know there's a dark elf in the Guardians of the Galaxy? No, I did not. Thank you for pointing that out, Thomas. Oh, you know, whenever um, Bucky is uh, about, or whenever Spider-Man ends up catching Bucky's, you know, left hand, whenever he's going to go punch him, I was like, oh, Bucky is surprised because he caught his arm. And then Thomas is like, no, he's surprised because he's a kid in a fucking war zone. And I'm like, mm, just going to the level. So just, many uh, topics I want to talk about. Ah. Anyways. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> How's your tongue feel after that, Thomas? Feels good. Oh, I, I bet so. Pain is pleasure. But um, aside from that, you, ha- you have that, right? That analysis. And the funny part is, is that while we were watching it with Camila, had the exact same thought. Literally, she so, be, so she for the record, Camilla is a friend it. of ours that has not had a chance to be on the podcast yet. Unfortunately, just for yes. a yeah. She she beat Ooh. him to it. 
by like a millisecond and then he was like and then she was like oh wait I'm sorry and he's like oh no you continue and then he's like oh no you continue but that that's okay just just having just going through the movies with those two and just pointing out like little details gave a different perspective to it that I previously really? didn't have of course because like yeah it was kind of like um what was the movie that we ended up watching and I pointed something out and I don't <laughs> um, and you ended up saying oh well, there you go Chris properly dissecting uh, analyzing a Marvel movie for once <laughs> um what that, movie was it that uh, that was that last night no, no, that, that was wasn't last. Night. That wasn't last night. That was um beforehand. I'm pretty sure that was beforehand. You sure? I thought that was actually during the Devolution. What did I say? Though? You don't remember? No, I can't. But I know that I was proud of you. <laughs> no, but um, yeah, that's like kind of no because it was um. Chris, like the best part of that was when intentional too. You're just like, oh snap! Like, what about this and this? Like, did you did you catch that? I was just like, wow, Chris, I'm impressed. Like, I'm I'm genuinely impressed. Like, I mean, I thought about it, but no, I didn't catch it. Like, good job. I'll, I'll give you one. Like. But see, like that's that's the thing. I um, typically watching movies. We're conditioning you, Chris. One uh, of us. One uh, of us. T fucking pose. <laughs> <laughs> um. Typically, whenever I watch movies, I go into the perspective of just like a plotline as a story. You know, I don't really look into it as like um, character motivations. You know, um, not. Oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, drawbacks that they have, like um, certain pros, issues. Pros and cons, drawbacks. Uh, not really the word I'm looking for. More like um, the issues that the characters have, like their flaws. There we go. That's character okay. flaws. Um, you know, the impact that it has on their psyche. You know, stuff like that. I don't really go into movies and think about that kind of stuff. Like Us, the movie Us, which is phenomenal, by the way. Oh yeah, if you haven't seen Us, definitely go check it out. Yeah. But. Um, We're not even sponsoring anything. Like just, to, just, to, just for the record, by the way, like if I'm telling you to, you know, go check out like you know Marvel Entertainment podcast or like go see this movie. We're we're not even like official official yet. We're not doing out of sponsorship. Like this is like a genuine recommendation. Just just for the record. Anyway, continue. Um. <laughs> yeah. Um. Oh yeah. But yeah. So I'm, I'm actually I didn't realize that it was like giving you that that different perspective. But I'm glad it started to help you like think about these things more. And even if you don't think about them, that's fine. I just think it's really cool like how you can notice like all these little tidbits because it really emphasizes how well whether it's the Russo brothers or the other set of directors, just how well the MCU as a whole like really fits in. Like everything ties in. Like they really do a good job of keeping continuity, and it's just like little little things here and there. Like in uh, Age of Ultron with how oh does cap because see rogers age is he oh now looked at as a god okay okay look 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 <sighs> you must crawl before you run all right we're gonna start off with um oh wait that is the first movie that we're watching that we yeah it's watching. an age of that's right my bad okay. no no it's fine it's fine because I, I thought okay because <coughs> well, i thought we were doing else like beforehand which we can't talk about the super um, series well, well but no it's in your ultron my bad uh age of ultron starts, starts off with like the opening scene okay so I, I keep going back to like opening night events and whatnot oh man and it's always really fun Th this one was really cool too but even i have to admit and Lawrence hasn't seen this yet god forbid I know he's gonna be more active when he gets into Civil War with us, and I'm really so Lawrence is is, uh, is a trooper too because he's going through this half of the podcast with us, not having seen Age of Ultron yet, and um, he's gonna have to bear with us a little bit. 
You're spoiling everything. No, no, but it's also going to be good because as you point out these little things, he's going to be watching it and just like see how it flows. So for me, I've read the comics. So my knowledge is more comic-based in that Hank Pym wasn't just a That's thing. the first thing I wanted to touch on, actually. Yo, go ahead. Keep going, keep going. So in the comics, Hank Pym isn't just a thief. He's actually... So the same way he made modifications to the Ant-Man suit, he... I'm going to say built Ultron... But and and Tony that, was his assistant. Yes. Which I find interesting. And it it didn't just show off like Hank Pym's skills, but I guess it showed the fact that he made something that could think so far ahead in the future that it would try to make itself I'm gonna say chronologically impossible to get rid of. It also introduces brilliant minds, emphasizing that yeah, Tony is very smart in his own unique skill set and can do whatever. But there are other people out there that are just as skilled, if not better, in certain aspects. Ah, uh, yes, I believe it introduced the top eight or top seven smartest characters, like in the Marvel universe. Yeah, and Doctor Banner. It's uh, Doctor Banner, Hank Pym, Tony Stark. There's actually a uh, like a like a nine year old girl that was recently introduced not too long ago that that's proven like have to have a, to have a higher IQ than Tony Stark. Uh, the one who becomes Iron Heart. It, that that uh, maybe. There's also. I know Adam that Chow, Chow who become yes Adam yeah. Chow who becomes Iron Spider. I remember that oh, one. I thought he, he. I thought Adam Chow became the Hulk. No no Adam Chow becomes Iron Spider, because okay so, again I guess it does depend on like what what you're going for but from from my knowledge like when you're looking at it it's um. Peter Parker. Makes the Iron Spider like receives it from Tony Stark again it depends on if you're going older time. Excuse me, timeline or the timeline where he kind of has Tony Stark as a, as a mentor, kinda, and he ends up in making his own uh, Peter Parker version of Stark Industries, mm-hmm. but he makes all of his own Spider-Man suits. It's like really cool, and so with Iron Spider, like uh, they come across this young man named by, by the name of Adam Chow who ends up stealing the Iron Iron Spider suit, mm-hmm. but is able to use it better than Peter Parker. Yeah, the same Iron Spider suit that was in Civil War. Yes. Hmm. Oh, at the end of Civil War. Or not even at the end of Civil War, though. I know that was an Infinity War in the end of Spider-Man Homecoming. But, yeah, I, I found that very interesting. And so, after a while, like, after he's redeemed, they're just like, all right, well, you know what? You deserve to see, Let's see what you can do with it. And he's actually the first Spider-Person without any abilities. That's the Spider-Man. Yeah, it, it's really interesting, actually. And then there's the whole storyline with Scarlet Spider. He's, like, more... The clone? Natural. Yeah. Which is also really weird. The the weird cloning storylines, especially pertaining to yeah, we're not. That, gonna that's that's jankiness from like the nineties. Yeah, and I mean, the, still still 80s? interesting, but is that eighties? No, I think that was. I'd say like mid eighties to late nineties. Uh, the whole they Spider-Man, were on and off. The whole Spider Man scene, Spider Man meme, that ooh, they took that to. Oh, were they point and they're just that one? No. Yeah, they yeah. took it very far in the comics. Without a doubt. But um, yeah, it was just, it was wild. But yeah, no, I, that that was very interesting. And so yeah, Hank Pym was like the original creator of Ultron. And the comics, for those of you who don't know, um, Ultron is the first person to effectively kill all of the Avengers. Um, Ultron keeps person. evolving. Mm, being the first being to kill off Ultron. Thank you, Anubis. Um. And it, he like like Lawrence was talking about this earlier. Ultron just keeps evolving, 
Like, oh, by the way, it, uh, if you're, whether you're savvy in the comics or not, or you're just, like, for the MCU, Ultron's not dead. I know that they said he's, like, done-so. <laughs> he, he's co- I can guarantee you he's coming back, and that is my professional Marvel opinion. Who knows? I could be wrong, but most likely he will be coming back for another age of Ultron or some other movie because he just keeps adapting. Vision did get a warning from the entity in his head, and the stones aren't sentient. That's very true. And well, that we know of. That we know of. Well, actually, something I wanted to point out uh, towards Age of Ultron is that you might remember this, Chris, that after Banner goes away, there uh, Nick Fury comes up to Scarlet, uh, or, you know, Black Widow, mm-hmm. and says, hey, you know, there's this unknown signal. It could be the Quinjet, but they never address whether or not That's it was the actual right. Quinjet. Exactly. It was an unknown source. And for all we know, didn't the Quinjet end up uh, exactly, and the Quinjet ended up going into another dimension, so yeah. what could that have been? I mean, granted, you know, maybe they were tracking before that happened, but I don't... Alright, well, look, this is what it is, Thomas. It's aliens, I'm telling you, they're out there. They're watching us. <laughs> We've been abduct- abducted. You just don't know it. They're in our heads. I'm in your head. But, <laughs> no, but um, that is very plausible. Um, You're right. Uh, I can see that. That, um, I could very well see that being like, yeah, of course. Uh, I never actually thought about that though. Honestly. Yeah, that that thought actually just crossed my mind, which is what I love about uh, a little too much. About <laughs> uh, going back and rewatching all the MCU films, that you're able to take away something more and more. Um, comparing the first Avengers to Avengers: Age of Ultron, which is officially like the second, the second Avengers movie. Um, I remember there, you know, there was the iconic scene where all of the Avengers get together towards the battle of the Chitauri, and eventually when they go to beat Loki. And they're just all there, and it does like a nice, like little semi-slow motion scene where it just does like a complete 360 of all the Avengers. And then, like the beginning of Age of Ultron is just all of them going at it. Like they're like they're like they're a team. They're a family at that point. They're going in guns a blazing, like utilizing all of their all of their abilities. You see, freaking Captain America just freaking bonging the left and right. Which oh we will. I want to talk about that. Oh in my gosh. Debate. Okay. All right. So. After after this, because uh, then, okay. what what did you think of that scene where like they're all like you know just going in gun ho and then like towards the end they just like, just like literally like all kind of just like, <laughs> like they're just launched out of the car just like going in at it. It's just like that that entire like captured scene. Okay, so two things, right? Um, one is the scene in towards kind of like the beginning of the whole mm-hmm. battle, where you just see like a shot of the. Of the five Avengers. Right, it's five of them at that point. Six. 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 My bad. Okay. Of the six of them just lined up. Mm-hmm. That's, like, I think it's a little cheesy. Not gonna lie. Because, like, honestly, if you're really in that, you know, um, scenario, in that, like, um, like, you're gonna, you know, we're at war here, and, oh yeah, let's just line up in a pretty little line, just just for a little picture, you know, just for a quick snapshot. I mean, then again, it is a movie. I do understand that. But I'm, I'm just saying, like, I think that's just a little, you know, oh, for cinematics or whatever. But, um, I don't think it would have been plausible for that to actually have happened in an actual battle. Is what I'm saying. To be that close in proximity to each other. When they have okay. the entire forest. Forest. Um... But towards like, <laughs> I mean, just overall, the I thought it was um beautifully choreographed. You know, you just see, and and I mean, it's a little, I'm not gonna lie, a little badass. <laughs> like if you just see, you know, 
<laughs> he just see Cap riding his motorcycle, huh? Alley oop and just throws oh, yeah, just his motorcycle. Literally manhandles a freaking motorcycle. Oh Thor's man. Ready. Thor just coming in, freaking it, it's it's honestly ridiculous. Like literally Natasha and Clint commandeered the Hydra vehicle and we're just freaking zooming around <laughs> like they were in Call of Duty or something. Oh, like <laughs> And um okay, so before I get to that, um also um, the whole, or the one scene whenever they use the shield and Thor with the hammer. And oh, yeah, like, because they learned that from Avengers? I'm just, I'm so yeah. happy they remembered. Yeah, and I think is I think is You want to line them up? Sure, sure thing. Just, like, casually puts it up, <laughs> bring the hammer down. <laughs> All right, you can get the scepter and I'll meet you there. All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And also, what I, um, thought was really cool was, um... I'm not sure. No, because I feel like at that point it was already established. Um, Quicksilver. Oh, I, I love Quicksilver so much. But see, like the thing is, like I'm not sure. Whenever um, Clint ends up shooting like a uh, one of his no, explosive no. bolts, one of his explosive bolts at like a bunker, and then you just see, <laughs> and you just see Quicksilver just run by, and then and then he's just waiting. He's like, huh. What? I never missed. Yeah, what? exactly. And then he goes back to, to shoot again, and then, you know, that's whenever Quicksilver ends up um, taking him down. You didn't see that coming? <laughs> oh my gosh. Fucking. Like, he's got, like, that teenage angst behind him, too. Like, he's a young adult, but, like, he's still got that, like, that, that bounce to him. And mm-hmm. I, I just fucking love it. And, um. And, and like you said, you actually said this earlier during the movie, movie. It's just, like, especially with those two, it's just. Clint's the middle-aged dad at this point. Like, just... <laughs> you quick little bastard. <laughs> oh, my God. <sighs> but, um... Yeah, I'm not sure... Was Quicksilver's uh, powers introduced before that scene? So, uh, second? Was... Oh, yeah, yeah, So, there at the end of, um... Fo- uh, Lawrence, I'm hoping you can help me out with this. Which uh, movie was it? Where the end credit scene was actually showing Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver, because there there was an end credit scene that introduced them mm-hmm. when they were being experimented on, and I I, I cannot remember for the life of me it's killing me right now because I should. Mm-hmm. I I know I don't think it was, I know it was an Avengers. Was it Thor: Dark World? Was that it? Man, I don't. I, so that's the weird part is, is I don't remember all of the end credit scenes. I know there have been some movies that had alternate end credit scenes. Um, but I don't, I don't recall, I don't remember seeing like the intro for, um, Scarlet Witch or Quicksilver. Okay. Well, uh, again, I, I'm debating because we, we, we always do these live. Believe me, if these were pre-recorded, we would be just like nailed on the ball. But it's always, it's always best when, you, when you're doing it from, straight from the heart. Isn't that, isn't that right, Chris? Yes. Do it live! Doing it live, boys. But, um, yeah, no, there, there's an uncredited scene where you... It's like Barry Monstrucker talking talking to some goon or whatever. And they they keep talking about like the twins, the twins this, the twins that. And it's like, who are the twins? What are they talking about? And just like a like like a, a quick five second shot, like don't barely even that get to see them. Credits. You just see this person like uh, strapped down, and you see him like what looks like to be vibrating, and then you see someone else that has like a block with this like like crazed witch look, just like manipulating a cube with her um, with her powers. And the funny part is, it's like it makes it it makes her look delicate, and then she just like shatters the, cl- the cube against the glass. 
just it, it's really it's really cool it has like a really eerie tone and then you're like like who are they and like you come to learn they're the maximov twins like holy crap like these are really important characters maximov um just just genuinely just amazing and i i remember uh even before opening night uh like the trailer for age of ultron ju- ju- just the name ultron alone because like the the reveal the reveal is actually more hype than anything because like you see like oh it's hyping up for Avengers like you don't you don't see anything like you see them taking down Hydra agents doing this and that you see that, like this weird uh, city floating in the sky like you don't know what's happening and then it just reveals Age of Ultron and like everybody freaked out because Ultron is like the character he is aside from Thanos the person that literally single handedly just takes down all the Avengers knowing them better than they know themselves upgrading getting. Not even vibranium, but animantium armor eventually. Like I, I'm pretty sure he switches to to animantium aside from vibranium. Like it, it was insane. Um, so that was that was definitely interesting. But I know you're dying to, to you know get get your little your little shield theory. So before Chris gets his point off in the, in the comics, something that's revealed is that um because Cap senses and um intelligence and everything else are just so heightened, he has a similar ability in Deadshot where every time he throws his shield he's automatically able to calculate the trajectory of where the shield will go, hence why he's able to get multiple people at once. And, in addition to why he's always able to have it come back to him, or at least move to a location where he can grab it and re-equip it. Uh, Chris did notice something, I have to admit, I I wasn't fully prepared for. Uh, I thought he was still using that ability. Debatably, I think he was still using that ability to some extent, but... Okay, well, look. We're doing this? We're doing this. Alright, so... If you pay attention to Age of Ultron, you'll see the cap on his right wrist, right or on, on his uh, right arm on his wrist, that he has like a some, uh, it's like a, almost like a glowing... A gauntlet. Yeah, thank you. He has a gauntlet on. And you'll see like there's this scene, I think at the end of the fighting, where it like glows... Like, I think it's like a purple issue, if I remember correctly. And the shield comes up to it. And Thomas is like... And I was like, Thomas, does does um Cap retract his shield to himself? And he's like, no, that's ridiculous. No, I don't know. I never said it was ridiculous. I said he does it in close proximity. <sighs> okay. So that way yes. it's not so, strapped. Yeah, like so that's what you ended up... Okay, so you're saying, yeah, notice, like, he'll do it whenever it's on the floor, like, right next to him or something like that. Yeah, yeah that's but then I will admit that you pointed out that, oh, well, I mean, wouldn't he just, like, be retracting, like, a, like a boomerang or something, like... Yes. But I didn't think it could go from that distance unless, like, it was calibrated for, for that metal, because then I found it weird that I was like, well, why isn't, like, everything going to it? Like... Even when they're okay, that that is that is a fair point. Yeah, but I mean, then he like did do it. But then, after again, he, like, but then again, it is kicked an Ultron bot with the shield. <sighs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, so pretty much, me and Thomas had this entire debate throughout the first half of the movie, just like, no, Chris, he throws it and he he. He uses his mind, and with his mind, it comes back to him. Kind of like telekinesis, but it's not, because he thought where it was going to go, and it went there, because he was right, and he just catches it. And I was like, I mean, yeah, that that could be true, but, like, I mean, it kind of did just, like, whoop. So, yeah. and then the funny part is, it was only for this move. I, I'll let you continue before I do okay, that little, okay, okay. little thing. Okay, okay. So, and, um, Thomas did bring up a good point, where in the first Avenger, you don't see that, like, 
you know, that's back in the 40s, so it's not like... They yeah, like, there was no that, way he could have recalled it. That was all... Exactly. Which, you know, I'm not saying that Captain America couldn't do it, or that it's not plausible. I'm just saying it exists. And that was my point. And I am very, very happy. So ecstatic that I was right. Because I got to prove you wrong. The only reason why. any If I was right, and you know, I was sitting there with my little sister and was just like, eh... You know, like, oh yeah, it calls to it calls to his arm. No, it doesn't. He thinks about where it goes. Ah, I was right. Oh well, but no, just just cause it's you, I was so happy. Anyways, that's that's my little rant. Um, but, yeah. Sorry. Granted, he did utilize that technology in Age of Ultron. Um, however, in the Fallen movie, Civil War, he mm. no longer has that technology and is still able to do everything that he did in Age of Ultron. Yeah. Okay. I just want to prove a point. <laughs> I mean, either way, it exists. That was my point. I mean, it exists. Okay. Hey, your point was more so like that's what he used every time. I never right. said that. Mm. I did not say I it every time. I believe in the moment thing. I, I did not say every forgot. time. Okay. Whatever. But then again, um... No, Lauren, do you th- me that one. <laughs> <laughs> But then again, do you think that that is because, um, the infighting between him and Tony that... That is Tony's technology, and he didn't give him access to it, or he didn't have access to it because it's Tony's technology. Well, I mean, that, and, like, after he, you know, threw down the shield in Civil War. Well, actually, okay. I don't know. I don't know. It's actually very interesting, because even in Civil War... Because, like, during, during their fighting, that's what I'm um, saying. No, even before, in the beginning, like, during the uh, scene where they break in to stop crossbones, he's not using that technology. I will say, I do find it, like, I will attest to that point where I was actually kind of surprised that he didn't keep it. But I was wondering, like, why. Maybe, because I know Cap always has, like, this, like, weird thing with technology. Yeah. So I was thinking maybe it was that. Because even, like, in the Endgame series, like, we're seeing him, like, back to, like, his old, like, strap and shield. It could just be that's what's more comfortable for him. Maybe it's just, it's what he's used to. Who knows? Because um, even in the comics, he never really, like, switches that. If only hmm. for, like, a couple of arcs. Interesting. Yeah. Um... Well, yeah, so, like, that whole debate aside, <laughs> which Continuing. finally has been resolved after... Fuck <sighs> you, too. Are you sure? Are you sure? It's yes, I am, I, I am I'm positive. I like to let him think it's resolved. You know, it's the same concept with the stupid people. He's got to say yes to everything they say. See? Who yeah. taught you that? Well, All right, then. Okay, sure. See? It's not truly resolved. Yeah, no, 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 it's okay, dude. He's right, I'm wrong. But just, just keep going. You will worry it up at a later date, and it will be funny. Eh, possibly. I'm gonna take a nice long sip of my coffee. That's empty. I'm allowed to take it. It's empty. It, no, it's not empty. Damn, I hear liquid. Oh, don't say um, <laughs> No, but, um... Okay, so now I kind of want to talk to talk to you about the scene after where... Or not the scene. The series of events that unfold afterwards where Scarlet Witch lets Tony take the... Mind, or the Loki scepter. Mm. And how she said that... Oh, Please be secret door. Please be secret door. Please be secret door. <laughs> and how she's... Um, and watch your language during this podcast. Okay, Cap. <laughs> <laughs> the memes that were brought from oh, that man. were phenomenal. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, but um, just how she looked into Tony's mind and how he saw, you know, the Avengers defeated... Cap shield broken in half, which 
I, uh, which I will say, if I see that in Endgame... Oh, yeah, you, I remember you bringing that up. Yeah, if, if that's, I, like, the final scene... No, not even if that's the final scene, like, if it just happens, like, within the first 15 minutes, because, you know, the first 15 minutes have been so hyped up, and you just see that, and you just see Tony's the only one that's left... And he sees that. Oh, oh my God, Thomas! I'm gonna squeal! I'm gonna fucking squeal! I'm gonna be crying during the whole goddamn movie. What don't you understand? Like I'm not kidding when I'm telling you I'm gonna need a shoulder to cry on. Like I'm not gonna be my my usual composed self during that entire movie. After I get out, I'll be like a little bit better. But like you just need to be like that. That like I'll be your rock. Yes. If well, you, technically, uh, Lawrence we'll, we'll is the be, rock, but I will be your we're rock. Gonna, we, you know, uh, I, I wish Lawrence were coming with us because then, like, Chris could cry on one shoulder and I could cry on the other. <laughs> All right, I know it'd be really weird, but, like, you would just have to, like, you know, they're there. It'll be okay. Oh, they're there. It'll be okay never. Like, <laughs> no, I don't need something. <laughs> no, but, um, yeah, I just thought it was very fascinating how Scarlet, or how uh, Wanda ended up seeing that into Tony. And like that's like one his great one of his greatest fears, and how oh I let him take this up there because, um you create your oh no what was it he will be his undoing essentially yes but also interesting like even when they're talking with Ultron like she sees the explosion like everything else uh she states that Ultron doesn't know the line yeah. between white and wrong when trying to save the world who do you think he got that from yes and that like that just carries so much weight because like even after they get Vision back like where they're going with it. And he's like, no, you don't understand. Stark will do anything to make things right. Which I, I just find, like, so... I, it's true. It's, it's so true. Like, his, his whole thing was, I see a suit of armor around the world. And that's what even sucks even more. And so even during Civil War, during Infinity War, during Age of Ultron, like, that, that's his main thing, is that, like, he would... Like, it's not... Like, he already lost Peter, but, like, aside from that, like, if he lost Cap, who he's been with, like, oh, forever, man. like, anything like that, he would feel the weight of that, like, that was on him. Like, he didn't do everything that he could have done. And we even see, like, just, just the normal part of that with, like, his PTSD of almost dying in New York and seeing the threat. Imagine how he would feel if he was the only one left. Like, he would not be the same. Which is what I'm saying, Thomas. If they have that scene... In Endgame, I am going to scream. Not an exaggeration. Um, I will say, since we're going opening night, you can scream. Because I guarantee you, you will not be the only person to scream. And if you are the first one to scream, everyone else will follow suit. That's I'm being dead ass. It's phenomenal. opening night, opening day. Like This is just, just how it goes. That's a phenomenal. I love it. I'll break your hand and do this. Start, pra- <laughs> Start no, practicing. Not while we're live, please. Uh, uh, after. <laughs> no, but um, yeah, I, I will I, give you credit. I had not thought of that before. Like, before. if they incorporate, because I mean, even in Age of Ultron, they're like up that up there. That's the end game. So I mean, if they did like reiterate parts from Age of Ultron, that would be very interesting. I would say. I'm just saying. I, I think it'll. But also, I just think that it, um, just that concept that. Um, one that brought up, I'm not sure if it was also, I think Ultron might have said it, where, um, men who want peace bring war. And, Which um, I also find interesting because you see the duplicity in Ultron versus Vision, where he says that, and as a court to say again in Civil War, where, uh, Vision says, I have an equation. Strength, uh, brings challenge. Challenge brings uh, conflict, and conflict brings catastrophe. That's right. Yes, whenever... That's right. 
um, when, or yes, how he was saying that there's been a correlation of ever since Stark ended up getting the suit and making the suit, the amount... The number of enhanced people that have shown up has drastically increased exponentially, and so has the level and the severity of every threat that follows afterwards. Which, I mean, then again, Zakovia kind of took his fault. Oh, yeah, that, I hate Ross. But we'll we'll get to that in a minute. Oh, just, man. Ah, goddamn. <laughs> but um, yeah, I thought that was um that was great. How, ah uh, man, um how they how she got into how she got into Tony's head like that. But also, I thought it was um after that ended up happening and Tony, you know, um which okay this this is something I'm still slightly confused on is how Ultron came to be if he didn't come from the Mind Stone. Because I could have sworn, like, they had the Ultron? scepter. Yes. Because they had the scepter, and um, Tony brought it up, and he's like, look at this. Like, it's, it's like, um, it's bigger than a human brain, in a sense. It looks like a human brain that's firing, you know, like, neurons and everything. And, like, if you compare it to Jarvis, like, just how big and complex it is. And I thought that is what Ultron was. Lars, just I need your input here in a bit. Mm. For Ultron. Because I, I want to say something, but I need to make sure I have something to keep me in check here. So, he was talking about how he... Because it was even said in uh, Age of Ultron. Granted, you didn't see it, but it was said that Ultron did not come from the Mind Stone. Yeah, it showed, like, this, like, really complex structure that almost looked like a brain, but it quite wasn't. And then they compared it to Jarvis. And ah. so... Because, again, like, technically they created it, but at the same time, what I was going to say is that after they had downloaded the data that they needed to create Ultron... Because that's what they were looking for. They they compressed into files and so forth. Oh, okay. And they were they were running scenarios to make. And I think you can help me with this too because I remember a similar thing happened in, um, Amazing Spider-Man, one, with Andrew Garfield. So, they were running various simulations to find a match. So I'm actually gonna reference Iron Man two where mm. Tony's dad. In some versions, Tony's dad is actually the one that helped create some of the foundations for Jarvis and therefore the foundations for um, Ultron. Um, oh. The structures that they showed, so say, in Infinity War, and they were analyzing the Infinity Stone, um, that looked similar to the structure that went into Tony's stone. Um, and they analyzed um, Ultron, as you're describing, at least his, the patterns for, I guess, some of the way that his software might have been made. That sounds similar, I guess, to... Um, Ultron's design and ultimately means it sounds similar to like I guess what Tony's dad really meant could be created something that wasn't just physically tangible but was digital and uh, kind of like a, a digital version of like the human brain interesting well, that would make sense <clears throat> but I was going to say you know how they're running various scenarios mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. again that's not going to be from the milestone they're using data that they compiled to make an update of Jarvis. However, just because they found a first one that matched doesn't mean that there could have been another alternative that would have worked better. Uh, Vision even states that, hey, uh, this isn't like, like, this is rage. But like he even states that, no, Ultron is in pain. I don't want to kill Ultron, he's unique. But his rage will steamroll, like his pain, his rage will steamroll throughout and cause decimation. So, that said, I feel like if he was brought into a different environment, 
or they weren't just running situation after simulation and it took more time, I feel like Ultron maybe wouldn't have been in pain. The first thing that he looked up on would have, wouldn't have been war, it would have been peace. It would have been kindness, it would have been humanity. Instead, he saw the, the, the catastrophes and heartaches of war. In a way, I think Ultron got, like, flashed PTSD before he even got to realize where he was or what was going on. Because the first thing was Stark. He didn't see everything that Stark had tried to do. He didn't see lives that were saved or the threats from out there. He saw Stark before he became reborn, before he became better. Mm -hmm. He saw war. He saw him breeding war. He saw Captain America going into war, but he didn't know the situation. He didn't know why they were doing what they did. He didn't seem to look up what the Nazis did. You just saw flashes of, like, bombs, explosions, like, blood, dead bodies. Which is interesting is... Ultron saw all of that, but... That's what I'm thinking, though. Like, he... Because when he came in, he had, like, an error of view. And again, I know you haven't seen Age of Ultron, so, like, try to bear with us. What I was saying was he... So, say if you had a person who could be born as an adult right now, seemingly as Ultron was, without either the time or experience... Um, without context, everything just looks bad. All of it. Actually, and that's even a better thing, because uh, when they end up going to help um, re- start up Vision, after they decide to input Jarvis in, what's the first thing that Vision sees? Because originally he's like, he's angry, he's confused, he's conflicted, he doesn't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's able to like process everything eventually, but like... You gotta think, like, Ultron came in, like, tattered in this, like, weird body. Yeah. He came to cold. life. He probably felt cold, like, dark. Life a... Meanwhile... But see, that's, a, that's the thing. Can he even feel if he is an AI? Perhaps. Which is also a good thing, because even if you can't feel, I mean, you're in this, like, void. Just, like, they're like, how would you feel if you just, like, woke up, like, amnesia, just, like, woke up in this room, not knowing, like, where the fuck you were, who anybody was, like, you'd, you'd be scared. But that's the thing, that's if you can even feel those emotions. If you can even have those... If he was able to feel rage or pain, you can feel those other emotions. But that was something else I was gonna bring up, is how, or, um, what was that, what did that pain consist of, in your opinion? Like was it's, it the pain? Was it the pain of like the loss of human life, or like the, um, just to see all the suffering and how it hurts to see all the suffering because you have empathy, or is it the pain of seeing a, um, well yeah, or experiencing all of that and seeing it? Oh, I would say a mixture of that, and also none of that because Ultron's words are, "Where am I?" Everything feels weird, it feels wrong. Because hmm. he didn't have, like, a form. Of course. So, it, so, I feel like whatever happened was something unfathomable that I couldn't properly put into context, but we have, like, a general idea. And similarly to that, Vision, like, after, you know, Thor picks him up and throws him, he's just like, wait, like, don't do anything because it's conflict. Just don't do anything. Let him process. Which I have to give kudos to Thor because, like... Yeah, you can yeah. see a little bit of how he grew as a person because normally, like, his first is, is a battle instinct, but instead he actually thinks it through. He goes to his vision. He goes away at the farm saying, I need to find more information before I act. Like, he's starting to think more, or less than a warrior, more uh, not only as a king, but as a compassionate individual. Mm-hmm. 
which I think is very good because to change your mentality like that takes takes determination. That, that's, that's the process. And like as soon as vision is thrown through at the window, you just see him like graceful. Like he pauses, he has like control of his abilities, but the first thing he sees is he sees peace. He looks out the window and sees just, just lights. Just a quiet night, just people going about their day and see I mean you even see like what like, cities look at like at night, they look mm-hmm. beautiful. So I think the first thing he saw was beauty. He saw a calm stillness in the world and he saw beauty. Nothing He's, more beautiful than human enslavement. <laughs> <laughs> but he even turns back and says, Thank you, that was weird. But now he's processing. Mm. He's understanding what's going on. And I, I just think that really speaks wonders. Because mm. again, and again, like you also have component, granted, you do also have components of Jarvis, which I think their mistake was trying to make something new instead of trying to integrate the integrate it with a version, like, like a copy of Jarvis. Yes. Okay. It could have been there to help him instead of being like looking at a mirror and seeing something better and like ending it. Like, why are you so like calm? Why are you so? at ease and I'm here in distress mm-hmm. I, I just that's, that's what that's my thought process on that <coughs> fascinating um how or what were you gonna say Ethan? I was gonna say I wonder if Ultron comes back cause we realize that Vision has discovered love so, so far as we can tell even yes. in Civil War that was a new concept to him and I got distracted War, and he says I didn't think that, that shouldn't be possible I didn't think it was either If if Ultron came back with the context of technically having lived multiple lives, and even with the Mind Stone, technically he could experience more. Or I'm not entirely sure how the Mind Stone works, so I'm not going to pretend to know. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, instead, I'm actually going to go ahead and say, if Ultron came back. What he decide? Would he be on if anyone? Oh, because I don't think he would be on Tony's inside. He's still. I think he still blames Tony for the wars that he would have caused. Tony did manufacture a lot of weapons. Um, technically, Captain America did assist Hydra in almost creating more war and was participant in multiple wars. Uh, technically, mm, I'm gonna say he was a participant in World War Two, and. I don't know if helping with that was, that was a weird thing is I wasn't sure if he was like in not I'm not gonna say the Iraq war but yeah we don't know what he's done like after he got out of ice and yeah, we just know he was a government agent um a shield agent but yeah he was a shield agent for Hydra getting past all of that the only person side I think he would be on if anyone's Scarlet Witch really. I think he would want to help Scarlet Witch. That would be it. Why? Only because, so far as we can tell, he's discovered love with her. Someone who's experienced suffering, someone who's experienced Interesting. pain. If you don't help anybody, you'd probably be just helping this one good person. I mean, we've seen one person do the love mess up the entire Infinity War. <sighs> that who shall not be named. Yes, the Lord of Stars, maybe? Gamora? Uh, get, yes. get out of my room. Get out of my room right now. <laughs> Where's Gamora? Oh, When's Gamora? I oh, love Gamora better. Why is Gamora? <laughs> 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 
a diva track. Perfectly balanced. It's all. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> oh, actually, I, I want to have this. I want to bring up the conversation of what I told you with Captain America and Thor. That, okay, so Lawrence. so, um, so Lawrence, Lawrence, okay. tune in for a second because uh, I'll, I'll do this in a series uh, of questions. You. So you should be asked. Um, is Captain America a god? could be considered on par with one, especially if you are considering uh, Professor Hulk. But at the oh current time, I'd know. I guess, would you consider Hulk Hercules a god? Depends on your I definition know. of a god. Just to say mm. for the simple question, Lawrence. It would, without, just without, like, I'm not trying to lead you. So, we're going to say yes. The answer is yes. The Captain America's a god. Yeah. Why? Um, Why are you saying this? Let me see. Person of great acts and feats. Um, heavy amounts of self-sacrifice. Mm. Um, oh, so just in terms of personal, interesting. Okay, so not in terms of physical qualities. No, that too. So the reason I brought up is Hercules is a god. Homeboy was just super strong and through acts and deeds became a god. Um, Hulk, okay. Hulk from the comics is technically, it's weird. There's a lot of different versions of Hulk. Technically, there's an old Hulk that Thor helped yeah. create. We're just, we're just gonna we're gonna skim go, over that. We're gonna skim over that. We're gonna skim over that. I'm gonna sip my coffee. So let's say if there were no other superhuman beings, no other people with extraordinary skills, he would be a god. We base who our gods are based off of what we know, like the greatest. Okay. Versus okay. The least. Fair enough. So, something that I, I like to point out to Chris is that, and also, if you're viewing this, I'm hopefully about to blow your mind, or maybe you already know about it, and in which case, maybe it'll give me, like, a little pat on the back. But, uh, Camille also knew about this, and, and you'll be seeing this when you watch Age of Ultron. There's a scene where Stanley makes his cameo, and, uh, Thor is talking to Steve. And, uh, he, Thor takes out his flask, and it's, it's like, a really nice, fancy-looking flask, and... Um, still he goes, oh, what's that? I bet something really good is in there. And he's like, oh, no, trust me, you don't want any of this. He's like, what do you mean? He's like, this. This has been an age a thousand years in the realms of Asgard. Tis not for mortal men. Literally pours a drink and hands it to Cap before he pours a drink for himself. And then you see Stanley. Oh, come and on. Just, yeah, don't come be... on. Stop, stop trying to scare me. Stop trying and to scare just cuts us. Down, he's like, Celsior. And everyone else is either like slumped down or just frozen in place with like this wide-eyed look. <laughs> and he's like dragging him out. But um, the, just that alone is very interesting because he says tis not for mortal men. And like literally without even looking at Steve just hands him a glass. Which is and, him acknowledging him like, as, a, as, as a, a god or his equal. Which I find very interesting. Now if you go back to the first Avenger you notice how um, they address how he can't get drunk because of how his cells have changed, how his body has changed. And Pinky goes, yes, uh, Erkenstein theorized that that could be one of the possible side effects. If that's the case, and his cells are able to target anything that is harmful or even toxic to the body, to the point where he can't get drunk and do this, that, and the other, um, does that also include the aging process? Does Captain America age? And if he does age, does he age at the rate of a, as a, as a, of an Asgardian? With all the feats and everything that Captain America has done, him personally being able to go toe to toe against Loki, against Thor, against Ultron, he's he's gone toe to toe with with people 
who revere them as gods, with the exception of Thanos, because we don't talk about that one-hit KO. We'll, we'll, we'll go back to that later. To be fair, Thanos also beat up Hulk. Now, albeit Hulk was surprised, not really angry, he still beat up Hulk. And as far as we can tell, even though, even on Thanos' world, he was an anomaly. Um, he was very much a... Imagine if you were born Captain America. Yeah. Then you got the name Steve Rogers. It's also a little... Exactly, it's a little different. But, like, what are your, what are your thoughts on that? Like, like Thor acknowledging Steve to that level. And, and before, before you get your answer there, at first Steve is amused, but then, like, before it cuts out, you see his expression change a little bit. Because does Cap know about this? Has has the thought crossed his mind that he may not age? And if that's the case, was he abused and happy that Thor respected him that much? But at the same time, did he also become sad because he realized that he may be borderline immortal? I think, and he can no longer live a normal life. I think he would have been borderline sad. He's seen all his friends die before. Um, he's seen ages pass and he had to catch up. Uh I don't know if so technically this would be going away from the moral side of it would actually be more existential in that even if we could live forever who on earth would want to would not I. But since we're on Earth, because for as guardians, their perception of time is also completely different. That's right. As well. So the so our perception of time can in theory be different. Some of our theories are that because our set idea of time would be different, we wouldn't change as often. We'd actually be highly stagnant. Lord of the Rings did that, where they became stagnant. There were very few new ideas. Um, if you look at, I guess, vampire media, some of it's that living forever, your mind, that stress, the brain, while it may not deteriorate, the very concepts of how your mind thinks can. Your worldview can change. Um, let's say, let's say after nearly sacrificing himself a billion times, because Steve Rogers, if he was immortal, wouldn't stop trying to help, but he also wouldn't live a regular life. He'd probably go from one set of conflicts to another. Very true. But just because he's immortal doesn't mean he's invulnerable and can take, you know. Yeah, we've, we've seen him wounded before. He just has an incredible amount of stamina. And regeneration properties, as we've also noticed. Um, Let's say if he's immortal, if he could be depressed, that depressed would be forever. Yeah. Um, if he could be demotivated, imagine if he watched Bucky die. But that, she has twice now, actually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I guess, imagine if you watched What matters is, you tried. <laughs> ah, imagine if you watched Bucky die, he was able to bring him back. And then one small mistake. If imagine if he had been there when Star Lord punched Thanos and fucked it all up. Imagine if he was there holding on to the gauntlet and failed. Uh, if if Steve Rogers was where Tony Stark was when Peter Parker disappeared, and if it was Bucky in his arms, yeah. Do you think he would have went off on on Star Lord? No, I think... Oh, that's something else I want to I th- bring up. I think that would have broken me. him for quite some time. Mm. The only reason in some of the trailers I don't think it's really broken him is because they can still do something. But if Thanos had just... Di- if if Thanos had disappeared himself, 
because of his own snap? That's right. Oh, no. The, because we know Thanos is still alive, they have a goal. But if Thanos had disappeared, if he didn't smile at the end of the universe, if he smiled and faded away, or Thor had killed him after the snap, what would, what would Steve Rogers do with immortality? What would he do? He would just mourn everybody. Everybody, every loss, everything he's never got a chance to see. He would just be in mourning forever. That's a, that is a very um, good point that you bring up, Lawrence. But I also think that in the spirit of Steve Rogers and in the spirit of Captain America, he would at least... He would... Okay. So, um, at that point, I think he would try to look for the, how he could help regardless Say whether it be like you know, um, which is something else I talked about with um, I forgot who brought this up. Oh, they're gonna kill me for not mentioning them, but uh, it might even be Thomas. But um, how you know, whenever you take fifty percent of all life away, you take away doctors, engineers, um, architects. You know, kids like there's certain system or systemic. It was Camilla. Uh, I never remember this. It's Camilla. There's certain systemic. Um, things that cannot function properly without certain key people and like collaborations, etc. And I feel like um, Steve Rogers would try to help even in those in those ways. Like if it's you know, um, say like uh someone was operating like a crane or something and it had like a um something heavy, and it just ends up falling on a building. Like he would go out and try to you know. Clear, clear up the rubble and try to get people out of there, and etc. Like, or even traveling across uh, the galaxy or, or something. I know he wouldn't just mourn. He would try to look for the best, um, best way to help because that's Steve Rod. That's Captain America. Fair enough. Um, I will say we are hitting the fifty-three minute mark. Um, and we've yet to talk about Civil War. I'm gonna say that I think we should take the next seven minutes to address anything we want to. In Age of Ultron, and just do a part two. Okay. Just split up into parts. Because even if the second segment is only like 30, 45 minutes, we can still do that. I will say, Lawrence, I know you want to watch Age of Ultron, so if you want, we can watch Age of Ultron real quick. Real quick. I know you'll want to go, and then me and Chris, if you're up for it, since we don't have any classes tomorrow, we can just do the next podcast on Civil War. But I also know that's up to you. You're also welcome to stay the night. My roommate's gone. He's not coming back. Um, he's getting his dick wet. Oh. Hey! No, he's going to he visit his his parents and have a nice vacation. And get his dick wet. No, they're going to a beach. They're yeah, going, they're, they're not. He's going to get his dick wet. Wow. Just <laughs> ignore, uh, ignore the background noise. Wow. I had strings. I had now strings. Now I'm free. Oh my gosh. Oh, Lawrence, you're going to love Age of Ultron. Like, I'm genuinely excited. <sighs> Yeah. I just like to assume. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> now what about me? I, I commend you. You're uh, getting very good. That's all because of me. I I finally conditioned you. <laughs> Something okay. I'll, I'll talk if about only that. Only this was video and audio instead of just. Oh god! Oh, I, I don't know if audio. we should post Jesus. video when we go to the YouTube channel. Like oh jeez. <laughs> if, it, if this goes on YouTube, they're you would, definitely gonna ask for. You would just, you would just, just gonna watch it to laugh at us. What are you talking about? I mean, you just see us with our coffee cups just shaking from the amount of caffeine. You know, three podcasts 
in one night just I uh, Jaffe. What are you talking about, dude? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I got a little shiver up my spine. No <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But um well closing thoughts for Age of Ultron, I will say I wanna talk about Quicksilver. Oh I know you want to touch on Scarlet's uh, family, how much Natasha means to Clint. Let's do things. Um, okay, so. The fact that the only two people, or, or yet, yeah, no, the only person that knew about Clint's family, besides, I don't even think Nick, uh, Fury knew. No, no, Fury knew, but he was the one, because Fury would know everything, and he, of course, Clint kind of <laughs> had no choice, but Fury's the one who didn't even put it in the black box. He for Clint, he kept it off the record, like not as not like nothing, like nothing was in Shield's files. Like he he did that solo for Clint, which I have to commend him for that. Fury and um, Natasha were the only ones that knew about his family, and I just and whenever I saw that and like realized that, I thought like, well, that's kind of. A big de- like if you if you think about the bond that the Avengers have and like even even then it's like I feel like it might be a part of his like um you know uh his time being a spy trust not not to trust anybody with you know something that uh could really um be detrimental to you like that's the whole reason why the um Natasha ended up getting sterilized in the red room. As like a form of cer- or as a graduation ceremony, because like, what's the one thing that you could put above your mission? And that that like the way she said like the way you're gonna learn so much, Lawrence. I'm sorry you're having like the bear with us all oh, yeah. <laughs> like the the weight of those words alone, like I I felt that that moment with Bruce. I felt oh that. my god, yes, and, and, then, and it was so <sighs> sad too because you even I never even thought of this. Like you were like, yeah, she must be so sad because like she never knew like what happened. Like she, the entire time, no, she Camilla been, brought that up. Well, yeah, that's very, very true. Camilla brought that up. But, um, like, even when she said, yeah, like, for all she knows, like, he decided to go underground without her. I was like, damn. And she never knew. And whenever Banner saw her in Infinity War, like, now, after seeing Age of Ultron, that interaction just has so much more meaning and impact behind it. I'm so excited to see Infinity War now. Just leading up to it. Just to analyze that scene? Of course. Like, ah, man. And just like, ah. Uh, you need to think then, like a Marvel junkie. And then the thing is, too, is like, whenever you see Hulk in the Quinjet, and, you know, you see, um, you see Romanov just, okay, big guy, like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna need you to, you know, turn this right, right back around, you know, something's getting real low, and then he just, like, clicks off. Was that a conscious thought? It was. It was, That's, because uh, I, I also found this interesting, is that the more time that Hulk I think is apparent in spends time the more he learns and, and develops his mind. Yes, that's I, I think I think it was. I I think he was just a little upset because like even like Banner and uh, I feel like even Hulk, like they don't want to hurt her. Like you have the thing on on wherever they were, like I'm not I'm just gonna call it Battle World because that's the only Junk thing World I, Junk War, World Yeah, yeah well, sorry, War, War Thank you. War. Uh, we're, we're, uh, yeah, the, but him being in there, that was like a constant state of conflict, like fighting, killing. That was normal. Hulk could thrive in that environment without having to worry about anybody with the exception of Valkyrie. Chaos. Um, chaos. <laughs> chaos is a. La- oh no, this isn't game. <laughs> <laughs> hey, winter, winter is coming. But um, chaos is a 
No, uh, uh, that is very that is very interesting. I I do like, and you also get to learn a lot about the characters' backstories conveniently enough, with like their like their fears, like their background, like the red room, like holy crap, like that, that oh, was actually pretty oh, intense. Like oh I could not God. imagine being in that environment. Again, acting was phenomenal, and just I I love Clint's family, and we all know that they did not survive the snap. Oh my God! It's gonna be such a horrible interaction. It's gonna be horrible. I'm not I'm not ready. Um, Clint is such a, is such the perfect dad. I hate that Pietro died, especially, like, him saving him. But, like, there, there are just so many, like, memorable lines, like, like, you're right. You know, you've got magic, we're fighting metal men, and I'm using a bow and arrow. None of this makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> I so wanted that to be the quote that we, we put up. up. the quote. But, like, we, no, I thought we already did. I thought, no, uh, no, that was for, no, we already did, No. We can't, Thomas. We we had. If we're, we, if we're making a part two. Hey, you're right. Okay, I'll give you that one. All right then. That's so that. Spoiler alert. That's gonna be the quote. Which I mean, then again, you already saw it if you're listening to this. So All not spoiler alert. I hope uh, you get Steve Rogers a sword for Endgame. Yes. Oh, Steve man. Rogers. Yes. A if sword. They, yes. If not a sword. Why a sword? Hold on. Have you I, not seen Thanos' sword? I have. Like, why do you want Steve to have a sword? It'd be badass. You have to not badass, but it. No, no, you're thinking of something that I don't know about. If they're going for revenge, this is gonna go way back to ultimates. But technically, Russia at one point took out Clint's family and took over America. And homeboy, at the very end, at the end of the line, it was just him and Red Skull. And it was one of the few times. Not one of the few times. He's killed before. He killed in World War Two. He killed Nazis. What is also the thing I brought up is that, like, with the exception of the first Avenger, uh, you never really see Steve Rogers use a gun. Like, ever again. Like, he'll throw back grenades, he plays me like, hand-to-hand combat. You don't really see him shoot. Yeah, that's something, yes, that is something else. Um, but coming back to, uh, Hulk is something else that you brought up. Or, we might have mentioned this in a previous podcast, how, um, he's a kid. Like, he's a, he's a baby. And Banner, like, you know, it's just, like, getting switched out. So, like, as the more times he's out, the more he ages. And also, I want to, I think it's, um, is it more, it's, I know it's a, it's a lot more complex than a, um, split personality disorder, but is it almost like, um, what's it, what's it, um, do you think it's like two consciousness fighting over for a host body? Like, isn't that what it is? This is complex. How, Lauren, I'm going to help me out here. I'm actually going to go into, so, yes and no. Yes in that it is, it can be multiple personalities, but it'd be closer to saying, what if you could, depending on your emotions, at an extreme, become an elemental? Um, Anger is, is an extreme. It's so instinctive. Even if a person was a sociopath and lost their emotions, they could still have fight or flight responses. Um, they could still have their instincts, so they could still feel fear or anger. Um, so in this case, Hulk is the one that we know is that deep expression of anger. Um, gamma radiation is a type of energy. Um, that energy expressed with anger becomes the Hulk we know. In comics, there's more than one type of Hulk. Um, if Hulk is sad, he becomes cold. Looks cool. His powers we don't really know. Hmm. Yeah, that is really interesting. Then they're like different forms of Hulk. They got Red Hulk and Blue Hulk in there. <laughs> when you brought up that, is it kind of like they're being switched out? In yes. some cases, I would say it's more like 
they start to become one over time. What, Which we have noticed. Interesting. So as there's so there's technically an imbalance. One is a fully grown adult with multiple PhDs. <laughs> like he said it multiple times, and it's true. He has multiple PhDs. He's very educated. He's a lot of life experience. He's been a doctor. He's been depressed. He's tried to kill himself, as we've seen in Avengers One. Well, not seen, but heard in Avengers One, and we saw how serious people took it. That line of, I, Banner put a bullet in and. Spit it out. Oh, yes, like yes. I put a yeah. Gun everyone in my just mouth. like dropped. This. They're like, damn. <laughs> like they, they, you can see it on their facial expression. They're like, was not prepared for that whatsoever. <laughs> in Thor Ragnarok and in Avengers, I think in the Avengers. No, 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 Thor Ragnarok. We technically saw Banner die. We saw him jump out of the ship and go splat. Against the Rainbow Road. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. Holy shit. It is absolutely funny. But his body goes limp. His head turns around the other side. His body is lifeless. He dies. We see him die. I'll be Hulk because it's like, Hulk no die. Everybody does a flop. Die before. Yeah. He's killed himself before. So, it's. Because it's not a possession. Hulk is his own entity, but technically, they're only. It's their like own entity two people being in a car, and one person will eventually need to take over the steering wheel. One's the navigator, one's the driver. If you're if you're being, if you're working collaboratively, if not, one becomes too tired to drop this, that, and the other until the other one has to switch out. Because mm. when when he learns how to control Hulk, like bring him out on command. That, that's actually a step forward. Like, and, and you even see in Age of Ultron after he's manipulated, um, he looks around for a second after, like, you know, he had, like, his, his reboot, which we've come around, this is a common theme. He looks around like he's, he's sad. Like, this isn't, like, he was trying to be better. I think Hulk even acknowledges now he's, he's able to put his, his powers to use, and when he sees everyone running away and screaming, like, he, he feels shitty. Like, he just took, like, the biggest step back. And in Thor Ragnarok, he's like, nobody likes Hulk. Like, it's just, it's just sad. So, <clears throat> um, then how would you say that Hulk is, or Hulk and Banner is to die? Would you have to kill both of them? Uh, you would have to kill Hulk without a doubt. I will say we're reaching the 06 mark, and I want to get ready for part two uh, um, after watching Age of Ultron. Last thing I want, I do want to say is that I love Quicksilver and his witty remarks with Clint Barton. I want more of them. Literally, like, one of my favorite scenes is with Wanda, when he's saying, look, you know, none of this makes sense, yada, 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 but look, you go out that door, you're an Avenger. Like, the weight of oh that was, was significant. I, I remember you saying, like, oh, shit, like, I saw you were actually, you were, you were, like, damn, like, that was really fucking cool. And then right after that, like, again, it's like, oh, you didn't see that coming? And he just pulls out his bow and aids, he's like, no one would know. <sighs> just me and you, no, no one would know. Ever. <sighs> Quick little bastard. <laughs> just starts fucking mumbling to himself like, Oh, you wanna wanna run away, do you? Yeah, you better run. And then fucking no, 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 no. Just fucking love it. <laughs> and then so, whenever you hear him say, <sighs> Damn. And then whenever, um, <laughs> you hear him say that right whenever he pushes him out of the way. I, okay. Again, I I see. I don't know about you guys, but I I see Marvel movies opening night. 
I and uh, funny enough, I genuinely don't think anyone saw that coming, because like they were excited, like they're they're the Maximoff twins, like they're that they're like you know like like this like a Bond, but like the minute you we see the scene where like we genuinely, genuinely thought Clint was gonna die, we did not expect him to make it past the age of Ultron, whatsoever. So we were in the theater and we saw that moment and everybody knew everybody everybody just started saying no, like no. You've got to be fucking kidding me. Like, they're like, no. And then they see him sigh and go out to get the kid, and they're like, no. Because at this point, we, we still thought Ultron was, was dead, and then, we, you know, you see, um, like, Widow, like, almost die, and he's, he's just going at it. And, and you see him, like, ready to, like, make the sacrifice, and we're like, wow, this is how he's going to die. Like, but it also, it may, would make sense because, you know, this gives emphasis on Ultron. Like, he's a dangerous character. He was just able to almost kill two of the Avengers like that. Like, he's... He, you fucking go. And so, uh, but then we see it cut to Quicksilver. And what makes it even worse is that he's he's a young teen. Like, he's young. Like, barely old. Or I should say barely older. He's but, around his 20s. But, like, just older than Peter Parker. Yeah. Like, not that far off. And just, he, he goes, he makes that sacrifice. He knows, like, they're all Avengers. Like, he did that consciously. His character development from hatred being able to move past that hatred and work with the Avengers, mind you, that Tony is on, for better. And Clint even says, or Cap even says, this is what S.H.I.E.L.D. is supposed to be. And he's like, this, this is not so bad. And he just goes out there, saves them, and he goes, well, what? You didn't see that coming? But, like, that that was their <sighs> thing. That was, like, a weird father and something that they had going on. And it just, it, it broke everybody's heart. Because they genuinely did not expect Quicksilver to die. And you just see all the bullet holes in him. and Yeah, it was in that moment. I was like, well, what could he possibly have done? Like, I thought he was going to snatch him out of the way. And then he literally moved a fucking car to take all those shots. And I was just like, damn. I'm sorry. I just realized I spoiled something very important. Well, I knew he Okay, fair point. Fair point. And I saw... Like, they, they talked about it in Infinity War. True. Well, all right. With well, that being said, with that little monologue at the end, um, I think we're just gonna cut it off here and uh, get ready for the... part two. I know. Look, uh, it's an hour. You know, I don't want to bore you all to death, God forbid. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> three times <laughs> one day. Well, this has been tomfoolery with TK. Why are you whispering? I don't know. Why are you whispering? <laughs> Cue the music. Cue the end credit music. Fuck. <laughs> Fuck. Forwards issues? No, I'm not playing Caillou. Thank you fucking I very much. I honestly thought you were going to play Caillou. I'm not going to lie. I, I genuinely thought you were going to I was expecting it. Like, dun, 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 I mean, don't tell me. Okay. Well, don't don't tempt me next time, Thomas. I'll do it. You know what, Thomas? I have a fucked up middle finger, so it's okay. Jesus All part of the process. So many times, like, and I don't have a bow. Oh, that's what we work, and I got a black. That kind of works.
Stop pausing this time. And we are back. With Tom Flurry with T&K. We are accompanied with Lawrence and Anubis. And, um... <laughs> we fucked up. By we, we read. So for those who can't see the podcast, Anubis is just leaning in, staring at Chris. <laughs> Giving me the death stare. See... That's not death. Originally, I thought you know if if we paused the uh, recording, you know we we could resume it, and uh, turns out that's not really true. I mean, you can't do that. Just my phone fucked up. There is a complication outside of our dorm, and then you overrode the first sixteen minutes of the podcast. So here we are yeah. again. It's like a it's like a blast from the past, you know. Get the fuck out of my room. <laughs> <laughs> but um, today or today for the second time. <laughs> Within the last two hours, we're going to be and This discussing. is a shame, too, because Chris was not this um, cognate in the beginning, either. He was like, wait, what are we What are we doing this recording for again? I was like, for part two. We never got the Civil War. I knew that. I just wanted to fuck with you. That, that That's a good cover-up. I like it. But um, Me too. You know, I, I thought it was a good one, too. <laughs> no, but uh, we're going to be um, finishing up our few thoughts on Age of Ultron and Civil War. There are three points we never got to that we want to address quickly. And then we'll be continuing into Civil War. Uh, that'll be two points on Thor's hammer. And in addition... Actually, wait. Uh, two, was that it? Yeah, it was, it was two, points, two on? points on Thor's hammer and um, that something else that Camila brought up that we had to mention about Civil War. And also the... Um, oh, Vision. Vision and, and, Vision and <clears throat> um, how he came to be and uh, Ultron. Like the differences. We, we covered that in the last one, though. Yes, yes, we did. Yeah, you did. Okay. Yeah, so, okay. Well, we don't know how we forgot, but we forgot to bring <laughs> up... Uh, oh, yeah, that's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. Um, we forgot to bring up uh, points for Thor. So, our Thor's hammer. Uh, one, of the, one of the... Two of my favorite scenes in the movie, actually, aside from anything else that we've, we've previously discussed, was that Cap was able to almost pick up Mjolnir, oh my God. which was insane, and that Vision... Picked up Mjolnir. Well, did he pick it up or did he call it to him? Oh no! He, oh, don't no fuck with me like that. I'm just Wait, saying, you never see him pick up, like Wait, you just said. Like you never yeah. see him pick and, up. And interesting is why I also want to bring this up real quick and why this works out perfectly is because Lawrence has officially seen Age of Ultron. Ah uh, yes. And I was in the room with him, <clears throat> like getting getting him to see it for the first time, and it, it was great because of his reaction. It reminded me of everybody's reaction the first time in the theater on opening night. And so, Lawrence, what was, uh... Oh, when Steve Rogers made the hammer budge, oh, man, I I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> He's not there yet, but homeboy oh. could be a god. <laughs> ah! <laughs> and Vision, Vision getting the hammer. And not even oh. see, see him pick up the hammer. He okay. didn't even get to see it. <laughs> All he got was suspense. In oh. the fight with Ultron... The fight went on. Thor threw his hammer. Ultron came back in with the hammer. Not Ultron. Vision came back in with the hammer and smacked him with it. Yeah. He used it. I was like, yeah, he this is use- beautiful. It is. Yeah, see, we don't see him pick it up. Yeah, in the clip, you, don't really, the clip. you don't really see him pick it up, but then again, he could have called it to him if he's worthy. Which would have been very interesting. Yes, because then at that point, can Mjolnir have two wielders? 
Yeah, but already yeah, built. it. Really? Yes, and then you can also make multiple Mjolnir's, but we won't get into that. Also, did you yeah, know yeah. that originally in the MCU, this was also established that Hela used to wield Mjolnir before Thor did. Oh yes, yeah. Keyword is used to. Used to, and then she got banished. Yeah, I oh, cast right. banishment. God. <laughs> <laughs> But um, it, it was really cool because I I was just you know here talking talking to Des and I just see I just see the scene coming up I'm like oh this is gonna be great and I just see Lawrence's eyes get so fucking wide like wider <laughs> than I've ever seen and he he's just staring like intently like he he just like jolts like 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 a dog like when you when a dog sees like food or something that like or like you you just like wake the toy and they just like stop and they just like stare at it that was Lawrence at the TV screen he he was captivated he was like fucking what. <laughs> Fucking what? And then, and then, like, and then when the just with the scene with Steve and like you know they're all getting you know he's like oh this is gonna be cute and and you to see it budge he snaps awake again he's just like wait fo-. you saw that right? Because <laughs> the thing was I I I have a photographic memory and I just kept replaying it like no maybe there was just poor quality but I saw Thor's face as well and I could see myself in the little reflection <laughs> in your TV and I knew me and Thor had the same thoughts. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh my other thunder god. Yeah. You're on there, baby. What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> Thor, like, just, like, he, he was shooketh. And, Which, oh, that, that sigh of relief. Like, you could tell. Like, he, he played it off like, oh, you guys are so cute. So I almost lost my power. <laughs> <laughs> Which also, you know, Cat being able to budget and Thor giving him a drink of the gods earlier in the movie. Correlation? Ah, yes. Correlation. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm just saying. You know, I think at first he might have been joking even though he considered him worthy and he considered his acts and deeds and self-sacrifice. But you know, if a god considers you worthy... Hmm, I wonder if a hammer would consider <laughs> you worthy. Hmm. Hammer of the gods? So, Excelsior. Excelsior. Oh God! But um, you know that is very curious. Vision, Vision could probably call the hammer. I think it was just on the other side of the table, and they did that casting intentionally to to surprise the viewers. Because again, Vision's on the side of life. But is it is Vision worthy, or is it the Mind Stone that makes him worthy? Mm, but you also have to think, like we were talking about earlier, is you know what. It, what makes you worthy? Is it or um? And I know you said mindset. Yes, mindset. And that. Lawrence also said deeds. I said deeds. Um, Thor spent a lot of his childhood coming back to Earth, helping with wars, answering prayers, just trying to become whatever he thought could make him worthy. Um, there was eventually a couple of final things that got him there, but it was mindset in combination. You have to do something to change your mindset or do something that is insane. Changing your mindset could count as a deed um, in combination with whatever that mindset is. So say Steve Rogers becoming worthy enough to become Captain America or at least displaying that or at least fully realizing that. Actually, it's interesting to bring that up because even going back to Erkenstein again, uh, he says, you know, it's, it's about in here. It's about what's in your heart. Mm-hmm. Don't change who you are and Captain America is Captain America but he's just more than that he's still Steve Rogers and Steve Rogers I genuinely think is worthy because one of the quotes that I think we can all remember is um I don't want to kill anyone I just don't like bullies which also is very interesting because but he's still willing to kill he chose to leave 
Assault? Mm, also true. Uh, technically, a deed that could have made him worthy was he chose not to be a soldier, not just to participate, but to lead. Uh, I mean, you know, Cap's actually the leader, but, you know, I just pay for everything and make everything look cool and <laughs> yeah. design everything. But, you no. know. <laughs> yeah, but, but, I mean, like, if you have to think, like, if Thor goes down to, like Lawrence was saying, you know, down to Earth to help fight wars and do for prayers, what, just to be able to wield the hammer, isn't that considered a selfish deed in and of itself? Because you're doing it for your own convenience, for your own personal gain. I mean, of course, there would be, uh, um, unless, of course, like, if he did it, like, in a sense, how Cap went to war because he wanted to genuinely help everybody and fight for his country, not because he wanted to be a hero. So, part of that is, technically, Thor uses the hammer to make sure that if people want to fight, they're choosing to fight him. He can stop them, but he can also use it to guide people. In Thor, the Dark World, we got to actually see him do, like, refugee help he actually did do mm -hmm. he helped some people who didn't have food help people who may not have known where their parents were get together he led his people with that hammer and made sure that they were there where they needed to be to establish stability or at least help them get back on their feet very true so while yes you can use the hammer selfishly we've seen him lose access to the hammer of course okay you can also choose it to guide others you can use it as a mean it's a hammer it's a tool you ch you'd have to choose to use it as a weapon, to use it as a weapon. We've seen Thor use it to disable weapons. That thing has a lot of range, it can channel a lot of power. As you said, it's, it's terribly well balanced. Well, I mean, you know, if it's, <laughs> it's too, too heavy to one side, you, know, you lose power on the swing, so. <laughs> Perfectly balanced. It's all as things should, should be. be. Ah! Oh, man. No, but, um. Uh, where do you think the, does the power before okay pre Ragnarok does Thor's lightning powers come from the hammer or from himself? I'll actually himself. ask Anubis this. Why do you think it comes from himself? Give us your thoughts. Okay, see, so you said pre Ragnarok. Yes, pre Ragnarok. And there's a reason I say this, and I'm not sure if I should bring it up now or at Ragnarok, but I still want to hear your thoughts. Pretty sure you should bring it up at Ragnarok. How? But you see. How do I explain this properly? I have a feeling I know how this works. Alright, so I'm going to explain this in terms that I'm pretty sure you will best understand. Oh, oh damn. Seven deadly sins. Oh, yeah. Magical weapons. Oh, you were thinking Okay, so alright yeah. then. Okay. So, um, for those who haven't seen the seven deadly sins, which I highly encourage. Have you seen it, Lawrence? Yes, both yes. seasons. Fantastic. So... Basically, confirmed 2019 Wrath of the Gods. Ah! <laughs> so basically, um, in the Seven Deadly Sins, there are these um, weapons that are referred to as sacred treasures, and they let the sins, um, it, they let channel. the sins channel their air, or their power, their power a lot better than <clears throat> it would be. It Some of them let them channel it. Some of them it. It lets them use some aspect of their power in a way that Meliodas, he can yeah. reflect anything, so making more of him means he can reflect more yeah. things. Yeah, yeah, of course. So, um, that's what uh, Anubis is referring to, and it's very interesting because I did not think about it in that way. And there's also a, um, sort of like a theory, in a sense, that um, I saw earlier today that would make sense. I'm not sure if I should bring it up until Ragnarok, though. 
Don't forget if the theory. I remember. There's oh, also I'm another. Oh, okay, there's also another theory about Infinity War and Can who I? dies. Oh, I I, th- I think I oh I I have a thing I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I'll get to that. Who do you think is gonna die? We'll get to that in Infinity War. Yeah, we're gonna get to that. I will remember this. Yeah, please do. Because <laughs> I'm very very. very oh oh man oh man just ah oh, I told Anubis earlier today. Do you remember? You remember which one? What? I'm um, sorry. I don't want to give it away just yet. But you remember, I told you earlier. Okay. With, um, it had to do with a banner. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah. Don't say anything. I'm very intrigued. See, you always put me in these kinds of situations. <laughs> so, Anubis. Making it more resilient. You had a question that you proposed earlier. The divided by whole? Yes. Yeah, ah. I get to ask it again. All right. Because... <laughs> Shit got the lethal last time. Alright, so. It's Stark or Rogers? And why? Mm. Yeah, you guys have first. You didn't explain did. why. What do you mean I didn't? You okay, didn't explain we why. Did. He, did. Yeah, he did, but he gave it through, like, I guess, how he. You, how he felt like the Sokovia Accords would affect people. Yes, and you went through what I said as well. Because we yeah, basically have the exact same train of thought. Well, you two are so interconnected. <laughs> oh. hmm. Was that going to be your left one again? Yes, it was going to be my left it's one. It's always the left one. Uh, Thomas has a fascination with my festivals. Now, um, to answer Anubis' question, Team Rogers, um, I would like to say all the way, just but, because of how oh, much... Oh, have all the way, does Okay, but, like, just because of how much of a skeptic I am of the government and political agendas, etc., which, you know, um, the Sokovia Accords is, you know, an agreement with 113 nations, which that can be used for bad, considering that, you know, nations have their own political agendas, especially their leaders, and since leaders change with every four years in the United States... Um, so do their policies, their agendas, and they can be used, you know, to wanting to invade Mars or wanting to invade um, the the Eternals or something, you know. But um, that's why I'm against it. And, you know, since agendas can change, they it could be used, like I said, for good or ba- for good or bad. But the Avengers always have that sense of doing what's right. Which is why I believe it's better for them to dictate what they should or shouldn't do and make those calls because it's easy to be on the outside and say, oh, no, you should do this, you should do that, you should, or, you know, you should think about it from this way or that way. And it's a completely different thing when you're actually in that situation. I've had this conversation with Thomas before, (sighs) funny enough, earlier today, whenever he was talking about if you see a pizza, just chilling there. That was from my dream. That was from your dream. But still, we talked about it earlier today. Like, if you see a pizza just chilling there, and no one's claiming it, and the guy just left it there... Do not touch it. Would Yeah, exactly. Would you take it? Oh, my God. And I said, you know, I would like to think that I wouldn't take it. <laughs> because, you know, I feel, like, I, I feel like, I, I feel like I'd be in the wrong. You know, I'd say it. Like, I would say, no, I wouldn't take it. That's someone else's food. Like, you know, what if they're coming back for it, or whatever the situation might be? On it? But if it's a jalapeno, <laughs> pineapple, ham and bacon pizza Do with not stuffed touch it. crust. Don't touch it. I am tempted. 
I'm very tempted. I'm very tempted. I'm just saying. So that's what that's what I'm saying. Like, if you're in that situation, sure, you can talk about. You you can say, oh no, like yeah, my morals are were consistent. But you know, you can only you can only say it, especially from an outside source. The reason why I'm not completely for capside is because the same reason why I don't think, um, like if you were to compare just pure capitalism and pure communism. I'm for neither one of them. I mean, if you have pure communism, the world's never seen true communism, and that would go into, like... We're, we're, nah, we're not going to get into that. Okay. My point being is... Should, have done, Mar- should have done despotism and capitalism, but it's okay. Okay. My point being is... Um, either you have... Uh, they're both... They're two extremes. Which one's the worst evil? But no. that's the thing. Why choose evil to begin with? And you, I don't think it is good to go towards extremes. Mm, I would like to say in general, but sometimes it is necessary. But like, you know, it's not really good to choose between extremes. It's better to have a middle ground. And like Camila was saying, whenever we watched it with her, she said like, if Tony and Cap talked it out, like if they just had a moment to talk and just like have, you know, certain things like, yeah, we... Can't we should make our own decisions, but you know at least um, consult with you know the United Nations or something along those lines. Which yeah, I find no Ross would give. Well, the problem was there is Massive that speed. technically was their middle ground. Yes, yeah, they were getting somewhere, but then he learned what Tony did with Wanda. He was he had the pen. He was about to sign. Yes, and see that's 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 what I'm saying. Like, but it, then also. Wasn't he there when he forbid Wanda from being able to leave? No, actually. That was Vision. That was Vision. Yeah. Um, But something that I did find interesting is, like, would... And I I feel like this is also, like, intentional as to why they kept Hulk and Thor out of it. Because, again, you had the battle, so, I mean, having Hulk and Thor, that that would be dangerous. Hmm? Exactly, that's what I'm saying. I think that's why they intentionally... Kept them out of it. Oh, not, oh, only, oh, okay. not only for battle yeah, purposes. Still in the and yeah, okay. went into a uh, uh, battle world. But um, that's the thing is like first off, that I think they did that for uh, combat purposes. That that would be a very very dangerous. And second of all, I feel like Oof. Banner would have had Tony's ear, and Banner, Banner would have leaned toward Cap's side. You could argue that he might have gone with Ross because he's afraid of what the Hulk can do. However, it's Ross. Ross has always yeah. had an agenda with the Hulk. And for every single thing that Ross delivers or blames them for, I think it's very invalid. The only reason why is because of what happened with Sokovia. That was the one bad thing because Banner, I feel like, would have like talked with Tony and be like, hey, you know, I know Ross, I know all these things. It's just, it's not good. And he probably could have helped convince Tony to cap sight even more. And streamlining off of that, you've got... Um, so. you've got them talking whatever, and shoot, I just lost my train of thought for those. Oh, you have, well, you have, oh, those are chocolate chip cookies, okay. I was confused for other words, but we'll know. But, um, which we'll call it, uh... The cookie monster has returned. Exactly. I love it. But, um, like I was going off of is that, you know, uh, Banner would have had Tony's ear and whatnot, and I don't, I don't think it would have, that would have happened. Well, you see... I think it would be interesting because I think 
Also, Camila brought this up. If Banner and Thor were there, considering what Thor saw um, from um, uh, Wanda's like visions... Oh, he would have stopped it all together. Yes, he would have been that middle ground. He would have given that perspective. Like, um... <laughs> you fools, why are you bickering? <laughs> you know, um... And, um, you know, Banner, considering he is... He has, like, how many of her fucking PhDs? <laughs> um, not saying that if he... Just because he's smart, he would know. Because I feel like you would have a good... I you you need to have a good sense of wisdom. both sides of the, the conflict. Thank you. Yeah. So, like, you have to have a certain level of wisdom to be able to make the right call. Well, see, why do you say something? No, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. Whenever okay. someone sneezes, you have to say cabbage. That what? way they don't sneeze. And then what? later, they do. No, that, that's been a good off and on thing yeah, all did, day. Like, if, if you're about to sneeze, outside. and you just say a random word, and then they're like, what did you just say? And it's just gone. The sensation of sneezing. Chris is a little crazy. I'm being so dead ass. I'm gonna do it to you. <laughs> I feel like Bruce Banner would have sided with. So, you act, Thomas. You actually said he's seen both sides. Give us, give us a bit more information before before I say anything. Okay. So he's had personal long-hand experience with Ross. Ross with the government. Granted, not all government officials are bad or even. Uh, twisted or, or well or corrupt as we've seen in the MCU because of well, I guess you could call it second Ross because you have that general Ross and you've got Ross who was in Wakanda. Point being, yeah, right. they call they called him Ross. They did. Unless some of the names mixed up, but I'm, I'm fairly. Wait, are you talking about Claw? No, 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 no. The the guy that had a oh, oh, shot in the uh, back with the the one uh, the in Black Panther in Black Panther yeah. the guy that drove the uh, plane. Oh, that's not Ross. Mm. His name is Ross, but he's not the Ross that we hate. Yes. No, he's a he's a code name. Yeah, but uh, you you get who I'm talking I, about. I know who you're talking about. I know yeah. who you're talking about. So that that's important. Um, and I feel like I wouldn't even know that. And uh, and the Incredible Hulk, the government's after him because they want their property back. But either way, they were a originally doing that to experiment to try to get the superhumans or super soldier serum, and they were going to utilize Hulk. For war purposes, it's not that he got to decide. It's not that a group of people got to decide, not like or anything like that. It was the U.S. doing it for personal and possibly politically infused interests. He knows that. Do does he does he need to be kept in check? <clears throat> yeah, it's it's important. Even Shield had a council to oversee them that was literally made up of one person from each nation. That was good. I think that was very important just because of the way that shield worked until they were infiltrated by Hydra worked out very, very well. However, like Cap said, this is very important in, in comics and in here. Well, their reason was a little different, but A, you know, for people that do register, how are you going to keep them safe? I mean, for Cap and Tony, you know, trying to get anyone to hurt Tony, that's... He's, it's Iron Man. Yeah. As I said in the Avengers, we can stop them. They're the Avengers... You'd have to be a madman to go up against Tony, but we've already seen how that works out. <laughs> Secondly, Cap? Everyone knows who Cap is, and everyone he knows is dead. His family is shielding the Avengers. Clint, Natasha? I mean, Clint's a little bit different now, but nobody knows. It's not even the black box, and... Point being, they, they have no ties. Like, you're not really going to get to anybody. But for people like Peter Parker, still in school, family, friends, he's a very, very high-value target and very susceptible to be put in situations that could hurt him. Especially if that information got out. 
And again, going back to what Cap said, what if we need to go somewhere or feel like we need to go somewhere and they won't let us? Your your hands are tied and you're you're bound. Granted you're you're superheroes. I you can just gag myself. Go out Jesus Christ. <laughs> you could go out and do whatever you wanted to do, but you're then committing high treason. It's a very tricky spot. Banner finally being able to use the Hulk for good. Being able to be a part of a team where he but he gets to choose that though. He chose to help the Avengers in New York. He chose to stay with the team. Ross didn't tell him that. No one pushed him to do that. That was of his own volition. And he has more control. And, well... He... S.H.I.E.L.D. dragged him. Yes. Technically, as far as you can drag someone who can take a bullet on one end of life and... (laughs) Spit it back out. (laughs) Jump out of a plane, just... Yeah, right back up. But... Still, even with that, he chose to stay. I mean, he even talked to Natasha about, like, you know, leaving everything and they would leave together, but he chose to stay because, in a way, the Avengers are his family, and if the Hulk can be used for good, why not find a way to do it? I feel like because he had a chance to break free from that and have training and be in an environment where he had somewhat control and not being really used, knowing that the Avengers are good, having that connection with Thor, knowing who Captain America is because everybody does, and seeing the personal change in Tony... I'd say he has at least a... He's got a good view. Like, yeah, like he, they made Veronica to stop the Hulk. Why? To keep him in check. Because he knows that the Hulk is a very destructible force. If he was smart enough to do that and still want to be with the team, you can tell he's got at least some perspective. I think part of the reason he wouldn't be for the Sequoia Accords, and it's the very obvious one, other than just being used as a weapon, it's that... They only want the Hulk side of him for war and they'd only want the banner side of him for war. Where every, where the Avengers and everyone else utilizes both. And they care about both. I mean granted, you know, Black Widow does manipulate him from time to time, but But I mean <sighs> I mean this, no, no, see, I, I, they would have taken a shower you know, together without any I had, like I mean, yeah, I, I shouldn't say manipulate but they you, threw that in there real like wow. Yeah. I still enjoy it. You, you can no, tell she's got it for banners. And Anubis seems to be excited about something. No, you first. You first. It was about the question I had asked you to confirm earlier. Ah, I am on the side of Tony Stark. While I would want to be on the side of Cap, for all intents and purposes, I would believe oversight would be necessary for that power because what if someone else like Wanda appears? Someone else who instead of their motivation being to maybe mess us up temporarily, actually wishes to use us against people. We need someone who immediately recognizes that threat and can act on it. Kind of like a second Avengers just for the Avengers. So let me ask you something. Suicide Before the Sokovia Accords, was S.H.I.E.L.D. technically the Avengers oversight? Yes, they were. Mm -hmm. They vetted each and every single one of them carefully, made sure they knew everyone they cared about, where they got their money from, who they were associated with. And even then, they still didn't just approach them directly. They approached everyone around them. And then, when they think they're at the right spot, at the right mindset, where a little bit of nudging from Shu will put them on their side and make them useful, they'll say something. I do. And I think Nick Fury played it very, very well. He is the spy. 
Honestly, you know, I... He lost his I, eye for a reason. Oh my gosh. Last time I trusted someone. Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't have to confirm. <laughs> no, nor deny. deny. <laughs> oh. um, did you ever give which side you were on, Thomas? Oh. And I, why? Uh, I, I kind of just explained it oddly well, enough. He, no. But say it for, <laughs> say it for the audience. Okay, so I, I am uh, all out team cap. Because, um, it's something that really, I, I, I am Team Cap, yes, but part of the reason why I am is because of something of an interaction between Cap and Tony. You know, they were rebelling with each other, against each other with, you know, reasons for and reasons not to be part of, uh, the Sokovia Accords and whatnot, and he's, you know, Cap was saying, you know, Save the Kings are still our own, the whole thing I believe and have our freedom, and, you know, how he said, Tony, that was your choice to do what you did, we, you're robbing the Avengers of that choice, but then he even said, but that's exactly why, because it didn't just change, what if something happens to us, what if they decide to change their agenda, and actually use this for a different purpose that is potentially a greater purpose than what we're doing, but by the end of the day, it's political agenda, people get corrupt, at least you know who you're choosing. S.H.I.E.L.D. chose all of you for a reason. You're a family. And honestly, you're taking on massive threats. All of you can do your own thing, whether you're with the government or not, but when it comes to like, the Avengers as a whole, you guys are the heavy hitters. You protect the world from galactic threats, granted well, some other people protect you from interdimensional ones, as we still later learn. Um... That's important. I don't think something like that should be used by anybody except for them. I think they should be privatized. You could argue, again, self-interest. Again, what if someone like Wanda comes up? But that's just it. There are other people. Someone will, by law of order, you'll be able to be put in check. And if anything, I think Vision will put them in check. Now, mm-hmm. Granted, the government doesn't really know that, but Vision is a milestone. I don't think Scarlet Witch could manipulate Vision even if she wanted to. If anything, it would take time. It would, it take, would take a lot of skill. A lot um, of skill. I think the more terrifying part would be more people like Tony Stark who they have the ability to change the world with just a thought and the energy. Now, Tony Stark has the resources, but if you don't have the resources, you just need time. Very Everybody true. has some Very time. True. Mm-hmm. Very true. But I have faith in people. And I think by the end of the day, the Avengers are the best people to deal with those situations that arise. If it wasn't for the Avengers, New York New York would be obliterated. If it wasn't for the Avengers, the world would be gone. Technically, New York would be the next Chernobyl. No, I thought they'd just be a giant hole of interdimensional horrors. It'd be Back. a mixture so of... So, Sunnydale. Sunnydale. <laughs> Goddamn. I mean, that, that's why I think at the core of it, it's what if they need to be somewhere or want to go somewhere and they, they can't. That's robbing you of freedom. And I'm a big, very big advocate of personal freedom. So. Uh, Anubis ah. is uh, Team Stark. Give us why. Okay. And what was the epiphany you had? Okay, so why? Wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. okay. Sorry, ladies. I'm Team Wrong. Stark. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. You, you too, Mr. T and Mr. K. <laughs> I know you too. Are it's the call Stark. kicking in. It's the K man. <laughs> I'm Team Stark because 
so the Sokovia Accords, he's right about them to an extent. And you know what? Even though the government may have power over them, they could literally do as Stark did at the end of Civil War. Put them on hold. They can pick and choose their missions. Can they not? Well, Greg, that is actually very important because um, the MCU Sylvia Accords is different than the Superhero Registration Act. So with the Superhero Registration Act, not only did you have to... that That is true. You do get to pick and choose your missions. I will give you that. Well, However... It's not so it was wasn't addressed in the MCU, but like your identity is like made public as well. For the Avengers, that's not a problem. But I think Cap had in his mind and maybe maybe even Tony, I'm not sure. I'm we're assuming the venue of Spider Man and other people. Um, what about young heroes or other enhanced? Do they have people they care about? Is that information truly safe? And if not, what do they do when he gets out? You can't take that back. That's forever. That will literally change their entire life. And you're also robbing them of that. Because at that point, all superheroes will have to choose... Again, similar to Uncle Ben, you know, with great power comes great responsibility. You either use the power you have for good to help people, and possibly become a vigilante at that, or you start working with the government, which is something that I not everybody wants whatsoever. Fair enough. Uh, but you actually gave me an epiphany, and after hearing what you said, yes, while the Sokovia Accords themselves, they were they would experience corruption. One of the things that after so say in not Civil War, it would be Age of Ultron, Shield what it was supposed to be. That combination of it was meant to come and protect people where it could evacuate people from emergencies like that. And it did the relief effort after New York. Technically, that shield was no longer there. There was no one that after the Supers did their thing, people who were dedicated to coming back and helping fix. Yes, we saw with Spider-Man Homecoming, and I'm not going to go completely into that. There were people whose entire jobs were based off of fixing up places that were messed up by superheroes. Yeah. But there was no... That wasn't really for the people. It was for businesses. It was, at mm. best, maybe just infrastructure. But the human cost, the I lost my family. If, say, S.H.I.E.L.D. still officially existed after Age of Ultron, parts of what happened with Civil War wouldn't have happened. There wouldn't have been a Zemo. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. There would have been someone there to actually make sure Zemo's family was out of there. The way they tried to evacu evacuate it, they did that by themselves, basically and trying to use the government and public infrastructure to do it. But there was no there was no one extra to actually pick up the bodies and get them out of the city. Fair enough. Because they were still in play when they were fighting Ultron, and Ultron used them as hostages. The whole city is just one giant hostage. But then again, you know, Ultron is Tony's creation. Um, Not even that, Ultron is just one of the most dangerous villains in the MCU as a whole. With the aside from Thanos, in my opinion, well, because he does kill the Avengers, <clears throat> but yeah, Ultron is not dead, without a doubt. But um, oh yeah, there the, was uh, a signal. There yes. Was. Bing, bing. But um, with that said, I think that we've covered the Sokovia Accords and or Superhuman Registration Act as a whole. And if there, I was about to say, if there are any other like closing remarks, I think I'll note for my part. Aside from commentary, after everyone else gets theirs out, I think we should talk about our favorite scenes. 
and things that we really liked about Civil War as a whole. Hmm. All right, so about the epiphany I had. Remember Ross? Mm-hmm. Yes. See, well. you, thank you for helping me confirm and allowing me to have this epiphany. His obsession with Hulk. Do you guys remember Red Hulk? Yes. Yes. You think he'll be a thing? Almost oh, definitely. Oh, that could be the next Hulk movie. He could have been using the Sokovia Accords as a way to get his hands on mm-hmm. Which I was, Which is why I was saying that Ross, I don't like his agenda, especially since he was the one delivering the Sokovia Accords. And he was directly targeting Hulk just to get some of it. And wasn't he there the first Hulk movie trying to get some of it? Yeah. Yes, that's where the abomination came from. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which we have not seen yet. No, we see, oh. no, no, we saw. You mean as in the MCU? Okay, I was gonna say because we saw the abomination. Oh man, that was some <laughs> ugly CGI. I loved watching every minute of that fight, though. Oh yeah, without a doubt. Thunderclap. You did the iconic Hulk smash. <laughs> He's gone with the booty clap. What did you what say? The, the thunderclap. I said the thunderclap. <laughs> Can't wait till Red Hulk versus Hulk. Bruce Deco Meteora Banner gets the thunderclap on. Which he might end game. Ooh, that'd be nice. Would be nice. <gasps> oh no, he used it in Ragnarok. Oh, you're right. I, I might have to leave. No, don't say. I anything. might have to leave don't just to keep anything. quiet. But um, I remember seeing. <laughs> oh my god! Yo, I love that beauty. <laughs> From man of God. You now know. you know how it feels. But um. The first time you all saw Civil War, what was your reaction to, to learning that Black Panther and Spider-Man would be in it? Um, and actually seeing them appear on screen? Because Black Panther was kept under wraps in addition to Spider-Man for like the, very, like the final, final trailer. I was not ready. I was surprised. His motivations, even up to... So I'll actually, I'll actually also give my, my favorite scene. My favorite scene was at the end in which... He stopped Zemo from killing himself using his armor because he wanted him to face justice. Um, that, if I had not seen that scene, I would have said him actually going for revenge and actually trying to get revenge on Bucky, even though it wasn't Bucky's fault. Granted. Which is also interesting you bring up because, again, there could be some exceptions, and I like what you brought up, but technically, in my, in my, in my perspective, Zemo is the first villain to win. Lawrence, you disagreed in the last video. I disagreed because there was a hero in um, Winter Soldier. A hero. A villain in Winter <laughs> Soldier who his goal was basically to have a world that was willing to give up his freedom so that way he could have Hydra then take that freedom away Zolo. in exchange for security. So I do think Zolo technically won. Zola. Um, Dr. Zola technically Harnesser won. Harnesser of the te- yeah. Tesseract. But, um... Um, I would have to say... The first villain to officially win was Whiplash. No, I'm sorry, not Whiplash. Um, Loki. Really? Because... Uh, I mean, I think he failed, but okay. The reason why I say that is Loki and the combination of Thanos' army is because the impact that it had on the Avengers and the impact that it had on the world leading up to Civil War. Interesting. I should say, the first villain to win against the Avengers. 
Okay. Do I think Asgard could have stood up to Thanos? Mm, I think... They were brought down by the Dark Hills. I don't think they would have lasted that long. Asgard? Yeah. Asgard You also have to think that was when Odin... If Odin was still alive... Free play Thor and Dark World in your head. And... <laughs> well, part of the reason that Asgard came down is Odin was not there to keep his power. I guess he needed to be there to rest. He wasn't in a place where he could recharge his power, so he was going to fade. Are you talking about Ragnarok? Yes. Actually... Um, damn. And yes, I know they were brought down because Loki ended up setting that up to become king. So actually, Loki, did Loki win first? Because he did become king. That was at the end of the Dark World, so yeah. Did he defeat anybody, though? I mean, you you could count that, but... He became king of Asgard without the first villain to accomplish his goal, yes. He wanted to be king. He He got the mantle. He, had the he was king of the nine realms. Hmm. I trust him. Even though nobody knew it. Yeah. He had a statue and uh, dedicated to him in play. <laughs> like, so, while no one knew if he was king, they knew he was a hero. And he was the best ever with oh, a gold-plated statue made for himself oh, man. in the middle of their capital city of the nine realms. So, okay, sure, no one knew. <laughs> but, but um um I would okay so I would have to say my favorite scene was okay okay so um initial thoughts whenever I saw Black Panther and Spider Man I didn't know Black Panther was was a thing really yeah before seeing him in the trailers I did not know who who he was whatsoever his comics have been the most popular. And so I, because whenever I saw Black Panther, it reminded me of um, Batman the Brave and the Bold. Black Cat? Yes! Oh, okay. Wildcat. Wildcat, yeah, Wildcat. Wildcat. That's who it reminded me of. That's who it reminded me of, because I thought, wait a second, is that Wildcat? Oh but my then God. I was like, no, that can't be it because that's DC and this is Marvel. So that's the first thing it reminded me of. Um,. Seeing Spider-Man, I was thinking, well, this is like the like fifth or sixth Spider-Man movie in my lifetime. We didn't get origins for it, though. We didn't have to go through it again. Thankfully. Although, yeah, it's, it, I feel like it's, you know. Well, it was a Gotta keep the spider talk to a minimum. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Yeah, but, um, you know, we technically didn't get an origin story. Um, which, I mean, you know, it would have been nice to see, you know, the uh, updated... Cinematics and everything, but eh. Either way, it was uh, it was nice to see uh, Peter Parker in action and uh, his interaction with Captain America. I thought it was really, really, really nice. Yeah. I thought it was really funny. <laughs> oh, it's so great to meet you! Oh, hi everybody! You know, just <laughs> loved it. Um, and I would have to say my favorite scene would be um, I have to think. Um, fight scene or just scene in scene in both. Both. Okay, so my favorite scene is the. There are a lot of videos. Oh no! Wait, but that that was Age of Ultron. Never mind. I'm I'm confusing that. Um, okay, I would have to say the car chase with Captain America on Black Panther <laughs> <laughs> as fast as fucking cars. The point of seeing a car at that point. <laughs> I was like, oh, I guess it's Sonic Adventure 2, boys. For GameCube and McDonald's, boys. Love that game. It's ridiculous. Oh, 
Super fast. I was like, I so his super strength is there, but seeing Bucky do it too, I was like, oh, he's also I know he's augmented, but he's not faster than Captain America. No, but it actually is, it's actually highly debated whether or not Bucky is as so like very, very similar quality because you gotta think, like, even our Winter Soldier, you saw him perform some like he was going toe to toe with taking hits. From Captain America. I mean, that, that's what Then again, you can think about it like off, like the bridge scene. Captain America oh, he gets. Down. Yeah, he jumped down, and you see Captain America he also just like. Landing. Yeah, just, but he <laughs> which is horrible for your knees, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> no, that no, it's actually very important. So, quick side note: they address that. That's how brainwashed Bucky was. He had no regard for his body. Oh, to complete his mission. Really? Yes. Oh, damn. <laughs> I don't he need could have trained to a pinnacle, and they could they could have kept drugs. We don't really know how they augmented him, but we do know that they did repairs, they did replacements, they and did that mental conditioning. Serum was eventually implanted into his bloodstream. There was their version of it. We don't know Very entirely. True. Which is we, also again, it shrouds like the Winter Soldier m- m- mysterious persona, which I like. Because we saw those dead super soldiers at the end. Those didn't look like small dudes. Those didn't look like small assassins. <laughs> if they let even one out, which I did think there was a case that was broken, but we don't know if that was Bucky's or someone else's, but... It was Bucky's. Zero killed them all, but still. There was one off to a corner that was just empty and broken. Really? Yeah. Might have been Bucky's. Oh, but see... If that was the case, that wouldn't have been Bucky's because Bucky was always taken out by Hydra agents. True. And, um, yeah, even, like, for the Winter Soldier, they defreezed him. Or they, um, yeah, defreezed him. Paradigmatically so him? Yeah. They, t- they took him out. I mean, out, he so did it, resist for 20 years. So that could have been his but, first But self. still, like, even if that's the case, like... If he was resisting for 20 years, like, that wouldn't have been broken because, one, he would have been frozen... Unless, like, he got thawed somehow, but he was frozen. Yeah, I mean, methoptions happen all the time. What would you do if you were a winter soldier, the cryo chamber, or the back of Generator kick in? And that was just enough time for him to break out. But see, that's what I'm saying, though. Like, if that was the case, how would, have he, how would he have gotten captured again? He, wouldn't, he didn't I mean, resurface. It is one person who's going to be discombobulated in a, in a place where they're, they're ready for that. Because they know he's unstable and he's not. Believing, believing yet. it, believing that um, glass broken, not not fixing it, not reusing it, not fixing it. Well, because it shortly after that, that, that place was decommissioned. Which but, you don't. Okay, so like. Hmm. But that's, that's what I'm saying, though. Like you know, I think it is plausible that it could be a diff- another one to say it was Bucky's is an odd. I, I just thought of another favorite scene, but it was. Oh, another <laughs> well, scene. It was Zemo tracking down the Hydra agent. Oh, he was meticulous. That, that was Jesus really Christ. Oh, yeah, <laughs> man wanted revenge. Yeah, I I'll have to give you that one. That that was one of my favorite scenes. Seeing like even Thomas pointed it out. Just having just dangling from the ceiling, his nose barely above the waterline, just leaves him there. Like that's yeah, fucking brutal. Hydra. 
And I was like, oh my god, he murdered him. Painfully. <laughs> I will have to go through unorthodox methods to get what I want. I don't want to do that. Oh my god. Did you die for nothing? So just give me the information I need. <laughs> and you can die. Now. Just looks at the floor. Jesus. <laughs> oh. But yeah, no, you're right. Like, I mean, it was, and again, like for he's just like a, I mean, granted he was in the army, but still, like, he even acknowledged, I would never be able to kill the Avengers. Better, stronger men than me have tried. But if I could get them to do it to each other, that that's where I really went. I was like, damn, like, yes. he really thought it out. Like, we, like literally, could, any any other person could have let the Winter Soldiers loose, or better yet, even try to unleash them against the Avengers. No, because that's not what he wanted to do. Because getting them to tear themselves apart. Because he did. He wanted the end. Like, after that, like, they're, they're after effects. Avengers are no more. It, it's, mm, like do, you, do you think that if the Sokovia Accords hadn't happened and the divide initially in the team hadn't happened, that um, the new, or that um, the information given to Tony about Bucky killing his parents would have impacted him the way that they did. Well, I think we could all say, do you think that Steve should have told him when he found out? Yes. Mm. Is that the real flaw? Because mm. I wasn't going to bring that up. He swore he was going to wait till the perfect time, but I don't think he was ever going to tell him. I think he knew he wasn't going to ever tell him. And I... it also brings in the fact that Captain America has been, been honestly, decently enough perfect all the way through the MCU films until this one time this one time, he makes one fatal mistake, which is not telling Tony. This is the one time I actually... They... I don't know <coughs> if this was a callback to old ones, but... Tony Stark should not be piloting the Iron Man suits. The way that he was going to use his suit to just kill a regular person because he was emotionally compromised. If anything ever happened to Pepper Potts, there's nothing to stop him from flying out and murdering someone. He would... He would nuke them. Mm-hmm. No jokes, into, I mean, literally. Yeah, yeah, and he has the power to do so. Send an Iron Legion their way. Damn. But that's also... Mm, I gotta say that for Infinity War. Cannot get off topic. I know. But remind, no, but remind me of that, because there is something very important that I need to bring up to all of you in Infinity War that I don't think I've addressed before. Say. <laughs> no, no, I'm saying you could have, like, if you wanted to. Say. But, um, it's very interesting to say that. I, I will say that, like, uh, um, not Zola. Zemo as a character, I have to say, is probably one of my favorite villains. Because I did not expect him to be in there. Like, they don't, like, it's not, like, any enhanced people. It's just the Avengers, Winter Soldier, and, and Zemo. And a, um, what's it called? Um, a man with ambition. Not ambition. What is the word I'm, uh, with a purpose, with dedication? He's dedicated. And he acknowledged that he was going to die. What I really loved is that you didn't learn that his family was dead until the end. This entire time, you're like, oh, he just has like a strong sense of his homeland. Like he just hates the event. No, everyone that he loves is gone. What he's been listening to is his last, is his wife's last recording. And the worst part is, think of how many times people just delete voicemails. What if he he never knew? He would have had nothing. That was the only thing he was able to cling on to. Only thing. That's why I don't delete voicemails, because I don't know how to. 
I never cease to amaze myself. Chris, you amaze me sometimes with, like, your ability to learn certain things with technology. Like, when we were training the blog, like, originally I was like, oh, yeah, just do this, this, and this. Like, I I saw you struggling like an old man because you couldn't figure (laughs) it out. And then, and then, no, but then Chris surprised me. Like, he, like, updated, like, stuff for our Instagram about, like, constantly updates. Like, has, like, a nice little, like, countdown timer and whatnot. And it's just moments like that where I'm just like, damn, Chris has like, it's just like really adaptable technology. That's like really cool. He's like a really cool dad. And then it's just like, I don't know how to delete voicemails. I'm just like, <laughs> I know how to integrate. <sighs> I do as well to an extent. Rapid adapt. To an extent. Glad you know how to integrate. Yes. That's like the one Imagine thing. physics? That is the one thing that I am just, I, 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 my soul is in that, Thomas. I, that's the one thing he yeah, has over you right now. You. <laughs> I'm going to. <laughs> Physics is another. I'm just gonna ask Dr. Gamble. Hey, Dr. Gamble, what's the hardest integration problem you can give me? Oh, try me, bitch. Because at that point, you get an integral that you have to integrate that you have to integrate it so the many thing. times that it literally becomes itself. The integral of that in- the integral of that function is itself, and you just draw a horseshoe because that's all you can do because it's a loop. Just do it forever. Of course she's not a loop. Up or down. No, but it's like uh, a horseshoe is like you go from the function and you go back to the original function no matter what you do. So that's why it's a horseshoe. That, that only be, you'd have to... No, because it's like you don't... <sighs> but um, Black Panther's fighting style. Very um, different from what we've ever seen. Is it? It is. It Which I want to reiterate Black Panther, but just from what we've seen... Oh, I have to say, some of the people he did a Rogers triple switch kick in midair. Holy crap. Like, when I... Like, at first I was like, oh, he's gonna do like a... No. That man literally... Like the one from uh, Taekwondo? When he kicked Cap Shield three times in the air oh. all at once. And he blocked it. Holy crap. I'm sorry. I don't, I don't know why this always stood out to me, but like... I mean, I, like I could never fathom doing that. I mean, just like if you have, because like that—that's kind of like the same thing that was happening yesterday while we were playing Mortal Kombat while I was fighting against Lawrence. Right? He—he he hit me twice. I was like, okay, he's not gonna go for the third. I'm gonna go for a punch. Get hits in the face. Well then, just imagine doing that, but in real life. Oh, you kick me. Oh yeah, I block. I block the second one. He's not gonna do it the third time. I'm gonna go to strike. It's impossible. My God, <laughs> that hurts. <laughs> <laughs> For me, it was when the moment his opponent would counterattack, he would go immediately for where their guard wasn't open. Oh, literally when he was fighting Bart, and he got a solid hit on Black Panther, and he went down, but as he went down, he freaking side drop kicked him. Like, I think it was as Bucky was running, Bucky did a counterattack with his fist, but I think he did, um, he also either did a punch or a throw that threw him off balance and threw him off a set of steps. Or Bucky uses momentum to keep going. One of the two. Also, interesting thing about Bucky is, and uh, Chris actually brought this up when we were watching Civil War with Camilla, is that um, he was really like intrigued. He was like, yeah, because I mean, you have to think of like how strong each Boca Winter Soldier and Peter Parker is. Is that like, and I remember seeing this in theaters, and I just laughed because it was hilarious when they're fighting Spider-Man for the first time. First, you see Spider-Man kick in because he ducks when uh, Bucky throws the. I, I guess like the piece of metal or whatever at him. But then, he just uh, swoops in, Winter Soldier goes for like a solid punch, and literally just catches it, 
like it was nothing, bends it and starts to inspect it. Wow, you have a metal arm? And like starts moving his arm. <laughs> Holy shit, this is really cool. Like, and, like Bucky, <laughs> and Bucky's just there dumbfounded. But that's not the only reason why he's dumbfounded. This is a kid. In exactly. a war zone. And he hears his voice. And he's like, do I actually fight this kid? Because that, yeah. Because not too long after he does say, you're just a kid. Was that him or was that Falcon? I think that was Falcon. It was Falcon, but still, you know, I, I, I it's just it's nothing you can really comment too much on. But I do find it very interesting. No, but just then the at, little tidbits here and there. But then at the end of the of the fight, whenever Cap and uh, Bucky end up making their getaway, like Stark recognizes, oh shit! And that I love that you. I'll let you explain that one because like your reaction, I, I was really happy with. Yeah, because because yeah. at that point Tony was like, okay, no, you're done. Like, that's it. Like, cause um, what what was it? It was that Ant Man ended up becoming a bigger. Yes. And then he ended up uh like backhand. No, did he? I think yeah, he no, he yeah he backhanded. He backhanded yeah. um Peter, and he got hit, and then he just like went down, and then Tony was like, oh fuck, like. Well, it wasn't even that, because, like, when he went to go check to see if he was okay, he freaked out. Yes, he's still just a kid. And then Tony, and then uh, Peter was like, oh, no, I'm, I'm a good, no, stop, you're done, you're done, no, you're done. Like, that's it. No. And, like, he had, like, a really commanding tone, too. Like, like a parent was like, no, if you, if you keep going, I'm telling you at me, you're done. Good job, go go home. So. I just want to tell you about the whole, oh, man. That, and, like, that... Just spider, just the relationship between Peter and Tony, I think, is gonna have a really big, profound impact. Oh, in it is mm-hmm. with, definitely, especially with the parallels between Thanos and Tony. And I'm not sure if you've seen them yet or you recognize them. Who do you who do you think I am? I'm just saying, like it's ah, ah that's why I I'm believe. telling you, man. Like we're gonna be at the theaters. Right, Thanos in some of the trailers has been holding a rake, and definitely Tony's had to rake up the dust at Peter Parker. <laughs> I'm sorry, that sounded too funny. Like Jesus Christ. Um, I I have to I have to refrain, and so do you. Let me just say a damn thing. I have to. <laughs> I have to. No. I have to. Okay. See. Uh, okay. What are you saying? No. Oh wait. Never mind. It's not about the thing I'm talking about. If it is, see, the thing is. is. What are you saying? You... What are you saying? What are you saying? Okay. That's like fuck. <laughs> All right. So. Well, maybe you have to Pronounce Black Panther's name. Huh? Pronounce Black Panther's name. How do you think it's pronounced? T'Challa? My cousin, who I went to high school with, dropped a bomb on me about how to pronounce it. In the comics, it's not T'Challa. It's just Chala. Because you don't pronounce catch. Catch. Oh, that's right. The T is silent, actually. What was his name for Chaka? T'Chaka? Hmm. And they do say, even though T'Chaka's name has a T in it, they say Chaka. Mm-hmm. Well, technically, the T is kind of in there. Chaka. The letters there. Which I am very excited Chala. for. Like when we watch, are we still watching Black Panther and Homecoming tonight? Um, I might have to. Probably not. I might have to. I have to go to sleep early tonight. Alright. Well, I will watch it. But I am excited because there was uh, like a. I don't want to say a documentary exactly, but it was like a Marvel secret. Or was a Jack Kirby or Jack. Kirkman's Secret History of Comics, and then there was, like, another segment for, like, superpowers and, like, the whole history of Marvel and whatnot, and there was, like, a, like, a segment for Captain America with Black Panther. Black Panther is, uh, as 
so culturally impactful. This also provides him a rhetorical contest speech on it. But <sighs> man, I also want to. Um, I'll have to. I'll have to talk about this once we um, do the podcast for Black Panther. But um, it just has to do with. I, I want you to remind oh me of that because it had, it just want it um it has to do with uh black culture actually. And how, why it was so well received in, or why I think it was so well received in the black community. Oh, this is going to be good because I had to do my research from his speech. This is going to be a good conversation. Yeah. I know. Alright, but, um, call it? was there anything else I want to address in Civil War? Is that all I got? Mm. Ross. Mm. Red Hulk. You really excited for Red Hulk. Ever since I got confirmation from Lawrence. Boy, that's gonna be. I mean, it will a, be a very interesting that's movie. Gonna be fun, but also a problem. Mm-hmm. I will say there is one thing oh. that I am kind of. I remember. Um, I got two things actually. Yeah, there's one thing I'm a little. I don't entirely remember. Uh, Where's the one I remarked, by the way? Hey. Okay. Is how, um, Hawkeye, and Ant Man ended up getting out of their cells. Steve. Yeah. I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> Did you not know? Huh? Wait, Steve. What do you he mean? literally no, showed he, up. He knew. That's oh, why Ross that's called right. Tony, saying, "Hey, we got a problem." <laughs> what? What did you say? I knew it. I'm confused. And then Tony proceeds to put Ross on hold. Yeah, but why did? That's you, why. why no, did that's, you right. Ask no, that's, that's right. He freed um, all of them. Did you forget? Like at the very Zima. end, it was Steve smiling in front of their cells. Yeah, that's what it was. He took out everybody. That's <laughs> why they showed up in Infinity War. Yeah, no, Spoilers. Yeah, I, I remember like last second. My bad. I'm fucking. Oh, that's my. Okay. Having three times now. Literally, like, when, you, when you ask for chocolate ice cream, you're like, "Hey, what kind of ice cream is this?" Definitely. <laughs> 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 uh, okay, it took me a second. I was like, "Yeah, why the fuck did he ask that?" And then it clicked. You were saying he knew because like the minute it left his mouth. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> no, do you actually want to say what, what it was? You know, it was it was it was two things. Speak so hard one, hard. one it was you know I did I did realize you know oh Cap was just like hey guys because I remember Sorry, the scene, I got that part right. I remember the scene where you know you just saw all the all the guards just on the floor. Yeah. Okay. And also, my feet were touched. <laughs> What? Don't don't ask questions if you don't want to know. I ask questions if you ask questions. Please elaborate. Okay. I was I was touching the bottom of his foot. Like I saw the bottom of his foot, so like I would like poke it and then just move my feet back, and I would just pretend like he did that. And so like he was like, what the hell? <laughs> the first time I had it, I was like, the fuck? The second time I had it, yeah, and then and then I saw his fucking leg move, and I was like, okay, I knew it. And then that's ah, yes. oh my god, it's just that's a double edged right there. Oh, you really want to know what he doesn't like? We were able to go like this and just. Oh, that's weird. <laughs> oh, that's fuck? not weird. Remember the thing I showed you that my daddy used to do? Oh, fuck that. <laughs> what? My dad, 
used to pinch me with his big toe and his small fuck? toe. Yeah, <laughs> like he would go up and he'd like fucking <laughs> like right here and just try to like fucking pinch me. It was the fucking weirdest shit. Now that I realized, oh, I was like, ah, his quirk is crazy. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> oh, god damn. And I just assumed everybody could do that while I was growing up. <laughs> <laughs> And then no. whenever I showed Thomas the other day, he's like, get the fuck away from me. That's fucking weird. Like, I was like, oh, what the would, hell? That would be great for what like, the, the weirdest thing that I saw was, like, being able to fucking, like, pick up shit with, like, your guy, like, just by doing that and, like, grabbing it. And then you come here, like, fucking Mr. Krabs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm feeling it, Mr. Krabs. Oh. Hey, come here, boy. Oh, let me, really let me get you real good there. Oh. You bitch. <laughs> Oh, In the great words of Steve Rogers, I miss the days where the weirdest thing science created was me. I miss the days where the weirdest thing I saw would be someone just moving their elbow back and forth in a weird manner. Weird weakness. <laughs> so then how does this compare? Hey, I'm not alone! I'm finally not alone! Did you just see? I can do it with my elbows. Yes, I'm not alone. All right, well, that is a recollection of the sounds our bodies make. Um, <laughs> you know, that's a, that was a nice, very informative. Thank you, Nubis, for that oh, one. Um, but anything else that you have on yes, the end of Civil War? We have to touch on it. Um, when Cap finds Bucky, and that entire fight scene, especially him, like, really, like, strong-arming a fucking helicopter, and how he grabs onto it, the pure weight of Captain America alone brings it down. And the final fight. Where did they go? Afterwards? I think th- uh, that is a good question. They they were like in like a weird place, like across from the bridge, like a weird like little nook and cranny part of the. Uh, like I know they yeah. weren't. I know they stopped to put Bucky in Wakanda, but yes. where did they go after that? After, um, after Wakanda, Steve. After they dropped off Bucky, where did everyone go? They stayed there. Some people, you know. Went back to the Avengers place like Vision. No, no, no. Vision, I'm, I'm talking about Ant Man. I know. Weird, I know. Ant Man went under house broke them out, So what happened to Steve? Wanda. Clinton. Weird. Romanoff. Romanoff was still a part. Romanoff. Romanoff could be anybody she wanted to. She, she was just. She's so adept at making no identities. I don't think it would matter. Yeah, but That's like she, she, she was on. But she was on um, Stark's side, so I don't think she would really... No, because she let Steve... That's Steve. right. That is right. Thank you, Nudis, for that reminder. So oh, much respect to Scarlet for that. Mm. Oh, and one more thing. Um, actually, there are a couple things. That fight scene, the final fight scene, and the interaction where... Because I do want to touch on this, because that was actually the most heartbreaking part for me throughout the entire movie, was seeing Bucky go under mind control again. And he tried to resist it. And that's well. the worst part. He didn't just take it. He didn't just sit down and defeat. Like, you could... Because he had the ability to escape that cave that entire time, too. Oh, yeah. He literally went all cards in because he knew what was going on the minute he heard the first word. And he was... I, I, I went through that emotional roller coaster with Bucky, because... I don't know. I feel like the character's really uh, connected with Bucky. And when that moment... Like, I'll never forget, like, like I... I heard, like, some, you know, like, just people saying a lot of things. Like, during that moment, like, I could just hear people whispering, like, no. Because 
he's finally back, and people connected with him in the first image. Like they they love Bucky, even when he, even when he's the Winter Soldier, they loved him. It was like a weird kind of like sympathy for like Bruce when he becomes a monster. It's not something that he wants. Mm. And here Bucky is finally mm. becoming normal again, and this man just starts putting him on, putting him under, and he just says like the only thing that he says is no, because that's all he can do, is say no. And it's just it's heartbreaking. And then he goes on the rampage, and that that whole fight scene was really cool. And again, uh, Robert Downey Jr. practices um, Meng Chung. Wing Chun. Sorry, sorry, Wing Chun. Sorry, Wing Wing Chun. Which is win. the same um, fighting style that Bruce Lee uses, by the way. He started with. Oh yeah, and homeboy yes. learned a lot of Southern Chinese fighting styles. But um, it's introduced in Iron Man Three. You, you see him practicing it, and I have a lot of respect for uh, Tony Stark in that sense because Cap even says you need me more than just the suit. Like, you're a brilliant man, like, you can do all this stuff, but, like, um, and also referring to the scene in the first Avengers where it's, like, put on the suit, let's go a few rounds. He doesn't know where. <laughs> <laughs> for those. It's all good. I can all for those that are somewhat confused, uh, Tom is trying to, uh, grab Lawrence with his foot. <laughs> <laughs> you're trying to grab him. I can, wait, I'm still here. <laughs> And I think that's all yeah, really the place. Okay. Oh. Yep. oh wow, that was a great shot. <laughs> okay, Steve. The Avenger. Alright, so for those who are who are hardest metal on earth and the first thing they do is make a frisbee out of it. Well, essentially, the other three had a whole foot fight. Yeah. So those why is, this, why is this a thing? Um, <laughs> Thomas threw a Lawrence's shoe at me, hit my shins, ricocheted, and disarmed Lawrence. See, I didn't. I didn't have any callback. That was all in my head. I get why you're team cap now. Because I, you would be cap. You think so? Um, we've actually if had not, this. You could be. Crispy. We've actually had this um, conversation mm-hmm. before, mm-hmm. where um, Thomas thinks I would be more Thomas like Cap, and I think mm-hmm. you'd be more like, a, or more like Tony. Yeah. Oh, that's right, we definitely talked mm-hmm. about that. You never drew the parallels between me and Tony, Chris, I just remember that as well. I mean, do you really want to do that right now? Uh, towards Wait, the end. podcast. But, um... um uh, we can go a little over. I mean, our last one's pretty long, too. Well, um, the parallels between you and Tony. Um, I can't think of any at the moment right now. Okay. I can still think of some. Anyway, <clears throat> um, so... I'm just a little frustrated right now. I'm not gonna lie. My brain is, is, is on its last oh, fumes. <laughs> He's still trying to pinch it. Um, yeah, I will eventually be I, still. I will say, um, <laughs> you're... Uh, Ooh, yeah, it's funny. Um, I, I can't where was I? Where was I? Alright. Oh, um, <laughs> you can tell he's been practicing because, like, literally Winter Soldier is trying to kill him and he just freaking deflects and, like, disarms him and then you see the gunshot goes off and it, like, goes past him and he's like, oh, shit, I did it. And he gets, like, the smirk and then it's just punched to the face and he's, like, just rolling over in pain. <laughs> oh, God. 
Oh yeah, whenever I could have sworn that he caught the bullet in his hand. <clears throat> Maybe it was. I thought it went past him. I couldn't. I actually couldn't uh, properly tell. Either way, he still able to do it. And even if he didn't have the Iron Man hand, I think he could easily like, just like you know, like angled it away from him. I found it. Um. And then he disarmed. The, like he it was really cool. He like disassembled the gun. And interestingly enough, like Tony, even though he doesn't have his suit with him, he's always prepared. Like, always has, you know, like, I, I feel like that's kind of like... His fucking watch yeah, his was a temporary... Exactly, like, you know, even after the events of, you know, the Avengers and everything, like, he's still... Paranoid. That is a very fascinating, Lawrence. How can you move what? your foot that fast? This? Can you quit ditch muscles? This is the foot, like, I, I deliver, like, my fastest, most precise kicks with. I'm not fucking... Anyway, anyway. I was getting distracted, Jesus. <laughs> wow. It was hypnotic. Am I in your mind, Thomas? Am I in your head? Because I know I am. If I stay in your nightmares. <laughs> um, there was that. I thought that was really cool. Um, Bucky didn't kill anybody. Just really maimed them. Like, probably <laughs> broke some bones and gave them concussions, but he didn't kill them. Props to Bucky, right? You know. Uh, this time, <laughs> he didn't do a bunch of assassinations over the course of 50 years. Yeah. He just wore dirty clothes and had a that. Well, even so, like, uh, even when they're in that scene, like, they're still working together. Like, uh, part of it you could say is that, like, you know, uh, Bucky's trying to also, like, escape from Cap. But, like, he intentionally kicks the flashbang grenade to Cap. Cap is... I think that was intentional. Like, he, uh, like, originally, back. Bucky, like, doesn't just shield himself. He gets in front of Captain America and just, like, shields both of them. Like, he's still trying to protect him. And then Cap shields him. And then he just catches fucking shotgun rounds in his palm and just, <laughs> yeet, and dex- punch him in the face. Freaking <laughs> takes a goddamn rammer, one-handed. Like, you know how much that hurt? He probably broke the man's chest. Oh, yeah, when the SWAT was coming in for Yeah, him. like, yeah. And he's like, don't worry, I'm not going to kill anybody. Fucking, like, like, just... I don't know. I feel like whoever was on the end, other end of that door at first was like, Ooh, I don't think this man is punching not to kill. And not even that, but like, he <laughs> literally actually flings person over the side, cap catches. Really, man? And just throws him back up and he's still helping Bucky. He's just like, Bucky just looks at him and just like, <laughs> just shrugs like, my man? Okay, it can't be perfect. So I have a question for the three of you. If you could have a cybernetic augmentation, yes. where and what would it be? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Since you're already so antsy, Thomas, what what would it be? Your right arm or your left arm? Which one are you gonna? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was gonna say what were you wow. gonna use to beat I your meat, <laughs> but then you pointed to your penis. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I would actually, that's a good question. I would probably, and it would definitely be an arm. Um, I, I would be going off Winter Soldier to be I'm with not my sure right or my left. Which is the question? Because I'm more coordinated with my right, but honestly, I would probably have to go with my left arm as well. Hmm. Because at that point, I feel like I'd be giving too much power to one side. Uh, I mean, either way, you're going to be giving too much power to one side. If I'm already not coordinated with my left arm, but I have the power behind it. 
What do you think, Lawrence? Did you know how to <coughs> Cybernetic spine. Um, yeah. Super flexibility. Lots of strength. That's where a lot of our strength comes from, from lifting stuff. He bends back at a 90 degree angle. <laughs> I mean, I could suplex someone standing, lift myself back up, and suplex them again. <laughs> Jesus. From the same spot. <laughs> I was like, hmm. For those of you that don't suplex know. Suplex City. Okay. <laughs> Lawrence loves <laughs> Suplex City. Playing is playing is just. Playing as Jackson Mortal Kombat. Welcome to Suplex City, bitch! <laughs> Jesus Christ. He <laughs> got, got the x-ray. Come on, come on, get him, get him! <laughs> oh no, the moment I landed the x-ray, I knew. I was like, oh, we're gonna see Bones today. <laughs> it's been a minute since I played Mortal Kombat. Oh, we're playing again tonight. If we're not, if we're not, staying, for, if we're not staying for the movie, we're staying for that. Mm. Right. Two movies and game indie. Oh no! I mean, I, I'm, I mean, Chris said that he was not saying. I mean, if you've got two movies, then we'll just do two movies. But if you don't have two movies, we're gonna do like a movie and maybe a game. I don't think I have two movies. Maybe. Okay, a game. I'm gonna watch both of them tonight though, because I want to be. I'll probably of this end up watching one tomorrow morning. Because um, so. I did. I've already seen Black. I saw Black Panther recently, so. Okay. I might be good on that. I do want to revisit. Wait, is it Homecoming, right? Yes. Yeah, I do want to. You know, I honestly, I'm excited to watch Homecoming. Homecoming was good. I like Homecoming. I feel like that'll be. That's one of those. If you see it again, it puts a lot more perspective. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Um, I would have to say cybernetic neck. Hmm. Why? So I can't choke you out. That's exactly fucking <laughs> why. That is the only reason, Thomas. Just so that you try to get me into a chokehold and just like that's cute. I swallow and then just your arm just like up. Oh. Um, who is Daredevil's arch nemesis? The one who's super accurate. But, uh, Bullseye. Yes, he has a cybernetic spine. In the end. Yeah, because uh, really. Oh uh, shit! Shit! Spoilers! Spoilers! Uh, spoilers! spoilers. Uh, you have to season three. season three. Well, that's in the comics. Oh. They're not the exact same. Oh. And but no, you just gave away that. No, no, it's kind of different. Well, and you don't. We don't know if he's a cybernetic spine in the show. It, it could have been a ship. That's very true. And that's not even to like like the very 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 end. Okay, that's very true. Um, which one we call it? <clears throat> With that said, my final thing is um the final scene. I think we've just it before, um, the synchronicity between Cap and Bucky. That was beautiful. And you actually mentioned up like like the how like they shoot certain action scenes. That scene is probably one of my is second to the Winter Soldier fight scene with Captain oh, America. That's right with the knife. Yes, just there's that actually just the, the just the entire fight because like they're just yeah, going yeah, at it like nonstop, and literally like I mean you like fucking throws the shield down, bounces up like uppercuts, uh, Iron Man. Bucky takes it like punches him with his normal arm, mind you. Takes the shield, bashes him top, bashes him, tosses it up, keeps attacking. Iron Man, Cap Blue, jumps up, takes the shield, fucking, well, bam, and they they just go at it. Like, it's just, it's fucking beautiful. Like, I, I felt it in that moment that Tony was getting his ass beat. I wonder if it would be similar to how me and you would fight. Oh, that's what I'm saying. I want to do partner training, which we still haven't done. Yes, we still have. Uh, not only just fighting against another person, but, like, some of the, that's what I was going to say is, like, you and Ubis were not easy, but it was a lot easier than I expected to take on both of you at once because yes. you two weren't attacking together. We, we aren't coordinated <coughs> at all. You didn't coordinate whatsoever. You took turns, which I thought was interesting. Yeah. Oh, there's an easy defense for that. Yeah, taking them one at a time like they're allowing you to do. 
Either that. So technically, <clears throat> at that point, from the five rings, relaxing completely, and the first thought that comes to your mind, immediately react to it. Your reaction speed is faster than your thought speed because it's automatic. If you see it coming, immediately block or immediately grab and counter. Pretty sure. Well, see, like, the thing was is that I think me and Anubis oh. were trying to use... Lawrence and Anubis versus me and Chris. Ooh, I would love... How many hits could you take? Oh, I, I could do it all day. I wouldn't want to, but I could. Yeah. See, because, like, whenever we were facing against you and you, Thomas, me and Anubis, I think what we were trying to do is trying to add both of our stamina together to... Wait, is it still recording? Yeah, yeah, yeah it's still recording. And... Add both of our stamina together to um, outlast yours, which didn't work. That's cute. Yeah. So then we decided, hey, switch off. Give then again, rest. we were in a dorm room, so I mean, I feel like if it was like how we've been sporting out in, if out it was outside, I'd be I'd, dodging and weaving. I, I'm. Yeah. yeah. He. He. I couldn't land it. I wouldn't be able to land it. <laughs> Fuck! Goddamn it, Thomas! <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got a really good sweep kick on Chris. I took. Oh yeah, and that other time where you tried to sweep kick me, and I just jumped. Yeah, so the first time it happened, he he was fucking like bunny hop like. <laughs> like Wait, just, I sent the video, right? Instinctual. Which yes, one of you guys sent the video? Yeah, and the second time while we were outside, there were two times. The first time, I I was actually doing it intentionally, like see if Chris would like do it, and he just took it like a champ. <laughs> like it was like full like like job. lower shin and just like For right like right to the ankle. Oh and, like, he, he was just, fuck. And I was like, Chris, I didn't even do it that fast. He's like, that's the fucking problem. <laughs> no, that was the thing. I saw it coming, Thomas. That was what made me so upset. Mm, yes. Because I was balancing on that one mm, leg. The third eye was <laughs> and, open. Yeah, and I saw it. And I was just, I was like, oh, I'm going to jump over it. I didn't jump. <laughs> and he hit me. And I was like. The second time I did it again. And he was the same leg. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That was, that was painful. But, um. Are there any more closing remarks to oh. Civil War? Yes. Sorry, and I, I, I keep I, getting off topic. I can think it's um, a problem. The final scene, aside from that, which was beautiful, like, um, the whole analyzing fight pattern, I'm not going to go into the whole thing. Uh, Cap does have a fighting style. It can be analyzed. That was a good countermeasure. Uh, Spider-Man in the original Civil War version had to go up against Cap, <coughs> had the Iron Spider-Man suit. <coughs> Cap put him in what's called a checkmate where he threw his shield in their environment in a way where it kept bouncing off, and he had to fight the shield and Cap at the same time, to the point where when he dodged the shield, Cap got behind him and delivered a very, like, stunning blow to the back. After which, Cap became very instinctual, and uh, his AI could not analyze Cap's fighting pattern. Because, you know, so many martial arts, they all became one, into what Lauren said, which was one overall fighting style. That eventually is fixed. But um, Cap, what he was doing in, in MCU with uh, Tony, was just his uh, boxing style. That wasn't even utilizing his other martial arts, which I think if he had used, would have been a, would have been very different. Mm. And I would have been very interested to see. Um, Cap, <clears throat> when he went to deliver the final blow, um, Tony had his hands up. Granted, it's debatable if it could have been out of fear. Reaction to protect his face, since he already has a suit of armor on. Um, but he could have easily blessed Cap. He chose not to. Food for thought. Um, Bucky, even though he was, literally had his entire arm blown off and was defenseless, only thing he could do was still trying to help Steve was grab his leg, which was just enough time for a distraction. Food for thought. Uh, final food for thought. 
is that Bucky was literally powerful enough to rip an arc reactor out of an Iron Man suit. It's, that was fucking beautiful. And he almost succeeded, which is the scary part. And the final, final thing that I have to say, aside from all, like, the ending and everything together, is that the, like, literally the entire movie crowd cheered when we all first saw the iconic Civil War scene where Cap was holding up his shield to block Tony's blast at point blank range. And it did it in slow-mo. Yeah, and that was the thing, the, another thing that Camila brought up, is whenever, like, you see traditional or movies, they're always going to be a slow-mo scene, and that it gets overused. But, like, it was, the, it was just the perfect addition to um, Civil War, and that Marvel knows just when to do it. I think it also happened whenever... I think it was in um, Age of Ultron. I forgot what Cap did. Yes, the overall fighting scene. Yeah. And, or yeah, whenever <coughs> they uh, defending it. Yeah, that the yeah that's what it was, and like just the right moments. Yeah, and choreographing like from the airport scene, like with that many heroes, was also very well done. Oh yeah, oh no, like I can just imagine the nightmare it was, cause like I used to dance for quinceañeras whenever I was in high school, and just getting six people to do a simple four step was the worst thing I have ever experienced. To try to coordinate clumsy 15 and 16 year olds to do a simple routine. It is a logistical nightmare. It takes two hours to get five seconds of a song done. That's my rant. Alright. <clears throat> uh, oh, get the. Oh, that is right. So apparently, uh, we're um, integrating new. Uh, and 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 music because you know I kept alluding to uh, and play the end music it never came. Yeah, but um yeah is that is that everybody's uh, thoughts? Anything? No no. Not not cool. And I go. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, thank you for tuning in to Tom Fuller with T and K. No. Uh, it's been a wild ride, and I can't wait to uh, get this finished up. This week. You're getting to be a big boy. God damn it, I knew I was gonna have to I'm just a kid who's hard each day. I grow so much. I like exploring. I'm Caillou. So many things to do. I'm so much. 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 I'm